This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, we back. My expert opinion. We don't, yeah, I almost said like the name, the, the number of the episode. Oh, God. Remember oh, when wow. I used to do that? That's old school. Yeah, that's that's mad old school, back in the right? day. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. Hit that like, hit that shit, let everybody know you in here. Of course, you know paper, unless you's a mother. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. You slipping, bro. You know why I'm slipping, though, right? Yo, you know this is the first time we had a Chicago artist here. Yup, I was thinking about that wow. earlier. Yup, that's that's that black ice. Uh-huh. Word, word, <laughs> fact. My expert opinion: the greatest show in the world, 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 world. world, world, world. Get it? You were supposed world, to say it too. You said everybody. World, world, So on point, I'm trying to get to it. I'm trying to focus. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we here. We here. Mac, what up? Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't cost you no paper. paper. Let's use a mother. You, you skipping. I'm going to get to it, son. I need to know anything that's going on in Chicago right now. I need to know. I need to know. All right. Too much. Hit that like, hit that share. Let everybody know you in here. Don't cost you no paper. Unless you some mother. Hater, 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 Razor, 10 Rap Commandments. His name is Razor. The single is called Shout 10 Rap Commandments. I'm going to check it out, man. If it, ain't, if it ain't crazy. You ain't never heard me. Cosign I, I just hope you ain't getting, no, getting the bag on the low for these. Never met him before in my life. Trying to go to underlay for the overplay. <laughs> yeah, in fact. I can't even <laughs> laugh at that. I can't even, can't even <laughs> laugh about that. Yeah? I can't even laugh so about I'm gonna that. I'm going to check it out. I tell people they whack for free. Right. Yo, shout, shout out to my man Shout out to Aaron Shout out to Aaron Ross. Shout out to Don Cannon. Shout out to, shout out to Don Cannon, man. Don yeah, Cannon yeah. was the first person shout to ever. That's what I'm saying. Like, it all. First ever project ever walking the phase on land. Yeah. Over 10 years to date. Right. And and Don Cannon hosted the whole project off the strip of Mickey Halstead. That's who, was, who was my first manager. And you know what I'm saying? My son's godfather, my big brother. That's dope. And it's like 
It's crazy. Like when I see you, I can't like, hey, yo, L O head. Where am I at? You seen him at the awards then? That's what I said. Oh head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey yo, oh head. <laughs> I crossed the room. That's right. what I see him. That's what I tell him every time I That's see him. That's a man. Yeah, he, like, yeah, he sent me some for shit. For real, for real. Like walking to Faisal in my debut to me being who I was. He hosted that. Mm. Being mm. Don Kelly. Mm. My debut to G Herbo, to Lil Herb. Mm. Uh, I just happened to shout real. him out. There's a lot of that going so on. Synergy. Yeah, get a lot of that synergy. going on. Get like that. Chas, what up? We got Caddy in the building. Boxer slash violinist. She didn't bring a violin. You got it in the you got it in the tuck. <laughs> no. Okay. No, not the unbiased. So, yeah. <laughs> we got you in Mech Spa. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. No. Got the young, young blood in the building. That's right. Yes, sir. Young Pop. Yeah, young King. Young Pop. Shake his hand real quick. Oh, he's going to be late at school. He's going to be late at school. He tell me, he say, yo. When I walk in the building, he say, yeah, yeah. If I ever get another pair of socks for Father's Day, swear to God. Swear to God. Play with me. Um, oh my God. I mean, Sergio. Sergio, they can't see you back there, bro. Yo, stand up, yeah, bro. Step out in the mirrors, man. Sergio. <laughs> step out in the mirrors. <laughs> Shout out to Sergio. We got, we got a joint called PTSD on the project. Stay tuned for that. Splat. Yeah. We in the building. What's up, Hoffa? We fresh off of BT Awards. You got to say BT. something. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, oh salute. Thank you very salute. much. Salute. It's because salute. of you. Salute. Yes. It's because salute. of you. Salute. You all experienced that red carpet situation, sure. so salute to you for that. Alpha. You all right? You all right? Big Brooklyn. It's team things, team things. You know what I'm saying? But it's I take small that. things, not right. the shit that we small looking things. like. Is what I'm saying? Right. You, gotta, you gotta get it's the everyday life. You gotta get them roses. But it's like showing people different opportunities. Tony, I had a great yeah. time. Yeah. Appreciate for the shit rest that of they life. never see. You know what I mean? For the rest of their life, yeah. Yeah. I had a great nothing. time. Word, word. JB. What's the word? Track ruler. Track rulers oh in the guys building. Are. Track rulers in the building. Champion, like I said. Listen, man. It's so overwhelming, bro. You got to understand what it is for me, like, to experience the BT Awards. Right. Sitting in prison, watching it every year, and not so knowing one experience. day. Yeah, it's my first experience ever at an awards ceremony. My right. too. You feel me? Yeah. Mine's so it's too. like coming out of that situation and, and walking into that, like, just shows me like there's no excuses. Mm -hmm. There's no yeah. excuses. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No none. Excuses. None. No crutches. None of that. Point blank. Uh, period. And and I appreciate you. I appreciate the whole team. All of y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I just look forward to that's everything crazy. that's coming, bro. I'm super grateful. Thank you, my brother. Nigga, you know? be grateful for the energy. I don't even mean to cut you off. Yeah. Like for a nigga to say I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a good feeling. It's genuine. It's genuine, bro. Thank you. Because we wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for you. Right now, bro. Thank you, bro. You're showing me something. Yeah, this shit go a long way. Right. Mm -hmm. The right. smallest thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to show you everything. You're going to see it all now. You know what I mean? Some people don't acknowledge that, though. You know what I mean? Some you got to shout out Kim Osorio. Yeah, yeah, shout out Kim. Shout out Kim. Boss lady. Definitely shout out to Kim. Shout out to Gina. One time for Sean Bigger. One time for Sean Bigger. Sean Bigger. Shout out to Sean, Sean Bigger, man of God. Sean Bigger. G-O-D. We're going to talk about that. Chair empty. We but tonight. <laughs> Yo, yeah. we should just start the whole yeah. thing <laughs> off like this. Word. Yo, when I say like. um, Sturdy. 
This New Yorkers, y'all think that we be we be hating. We don't be hating. Never hated. It's a certain level where this thing started at. And if we feel like the level is going down. Damn, I want to cut you off. I want to cut you off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get, get to it. Up. Yeah. It's you crazy. never hear um, New York hating on like certain Chicago rappers. Because they keep the level or they take it up. You feel what I'm saying? There's certain MCs that, that we come across and we like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Son is, son is on the same shit. Okay, all right, cool, we fuck with them. It's just when we get to them niggas that be, that shit didn't rhyme too good. You could dance to it, but it didn't rhyme too good, man. You're not really saying nothing, but in Chicago, that reality, that 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 real feel, we appreciate that. We we actually adopted drill from sure. y'all. Yeah. Facts. Which is, That's a fact. You know what I mean? Like. Started here, but now we taking stuff yeah. from, you know what I mean, from from other places. This that's raising the level, and I know y'all gonna get on me for for the drill shit, but we gonna talk about it. We got G Herbo on the pit. Herbo, what's good, son? I'm chilling, bro. And look, I want to chime in on what you were saying when you talking about drill, nigga. I'm 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 I I I represent hip hop. I'm a student of hip hop. Right. So you started small when you talk about drill. Mm. New York is hip hop. Right. That's New York is what I fell in love with. with mm. Hip hop, music, rap. I know how to rap. Right. So I'm saying like, so the regardless drugs. of the fact, New York is the culture of hip hop. Foundation. The foundation of hip hop mm. of rap music. Right. That shit bigger than G Herbo. Right. Drill is cool. That's all right, bet. Yeah, G Herbo was a part of drill. I'm a part of history too, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm a part of hip hop. You feel me? Like, it is. Nah, yeah. for real. Nah, I'm for real, for real. From, from, like, no, what I, but that's what I, what I say, was trying to say, I ain't want to cut you off. I'm glad you said that, and I'm right. glad I didn't cut you off because you said drill. You right. started small. I'm talking about hip hop. Right. <laughs> On a and different level. Fuck all that shit, man. Fuck the drill shit. Fuck all that. Uh, hip hop overall. Rap, hip hop, yeah. music. I say that to say it's not often. That this city would jack anything else. Yeah, and they jacked it. And they Times jacked 10. it. Times ten, and I'm gonna say that again. Yeah, I've been coming to New York since I was 17 years old. New York, like my second home. That's one of my biggest markets. Zoom in. Zoom in, Tim Bowles. Tim Zoom in. You got the Tim Bowles, Tim and the Tim. My homie D ain't even in New York. I'm asking for the mic. Grab your mic. Cam on the Tim's. That's New York City. But look, I'm saying all that to say, like, I, I got my whole style of my swag from New York. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't even be a G Herbo if I ain't look up to niggas from New York. Who was the, the guys that you looked so up to? So when we talk about this drill shit, it's like. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know I was going to be a part of drill. I was going to be a wave. <laughs> right. I was looking up the niggas from New York. 
And now niggas to? from New York looking up to me. I looked up right. to Jewels. I looked up to Rakim. I looked up to Big Daddy Kane. I looked up mm. to Cameron. I looked up to Jada Kiss. I looked up to Hove. I looked up mm. to every fucking body from New York. Right. Mm. A lot of bars so, in that. A lot of bars. 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 bars in that list. Bars. That's, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Keep the level. Bars. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Right. You keep the level. <laughs> you keep the level. You heard? It makes sense now. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Heavy standard. Heavy standard to keep. Who's who's in your top five? Just out of curiosity. Dead or alive or in general. If I had to just pick a top five, I'd say it's not an order or nothing. Uh, Jada Kiss, Jada. Wayne, Hole, Meek. That last one is always the last case. one is always the last one. Like, because you gotta close the door. This is me. Yeah. Master P, I'm no limit. That's the P. Wow. Fan up. Mm. Fan up. <laughs> get like that. Fan Why up. you threw Master P in there? Just out of curiosity. The culture and the culture and what I look up to and who I am as a person. My Instagram name is No Limit Herbo. Herbo, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, was it the music more than the business or the business more than the music? The business, the music, the culture. Even me just looking up to the niggas that I looked up to in my hood, they was already No Limit before I was No Limit Herbo. Before I was G mm-hmm. Herbo. Right. I was already looking up to niggas that looked up to what that was, mm-hmm. to what Master P is. And that's mm-hmm. an icon to the culture. I really look up to him. Dope. You know what I'm saying? I admire everything he meant to the culture. A real uh, icon, a nigga like, like me, like myself. And I don't want to keep going on and on, but it's like Master P is everything that you could ever imagine when it comes to an icon and a mogul for Thanks. him mm-hmm. never saying it. And that's me. I would have never said it. It's everything you could ever epitomize when it comes to being a mogul in music, and he don't even talk about it. Right. He all. just promoting the shit he's yeah. doing every right. day now. Right. right. What, what was he promoting when we the started? Cereal. Cereal. The cereal. The cereal he got with Snoop. Cere- the cereal he, he got with Snoop. He ain't even about all the other shit. shit. Fuck the bullshit. Awesome. Except for getting getting young people right when it comes to the business. Exactly. You right. really can't. That's the shit. That. That's the shit that matter. Mm-hmm. But another nigga ain't gonna talk about it, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And he ain't gonna talk about it either. So it might never be heard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Until you say it. Until a nigga say it. One of my expert opinion show. Right. The great thing about P is he never lost it, man. He, he ain't gonna he never, never lose it. Bro. When it comes to never. a nigga like that, he ain't gonna never lose it. You just did how many years this year? Seven. And what you doing now? Winning. You ain't lost. It. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. If you in that shit, then you was in you game. That's a that's a fact. That's what it is. But so what what does winning mean to G Herbo? Being honest, just just being your true self and just just living your life, bro. That's what winning is to be waking up every day, man, and just living this shit, bro. Being able to be with my kids and make some money and do this and do that and do this and do that and do that and do that and do this, do that. I'm doing this and doing that, doing that, doing this, doing that. I got the opportunity to do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm right. saying? Like, what the fuck can I complain about? No matter whatever going on. It costs you. It costs me everything. It costs you a it, lot. It sacrificed me so much. Mm-hmm. I sacrificed so much. It cost me so much. But at the end of the day, what can I complain about? If it wasn't worth it, you could complain. But We've had right. plenty of people sitting in that chair and tell us how it wasn't worth it. Complain. But at the end of the day, they complaining and they got the same opportunity to do what I'm doing. What's worth was what? Because at the end, it's somebody that could be completely happier than me with less money I got. Fact, and right. just come happy with, content with his family, wake, going home, doing this nine to five, being with his kids. He complete. 
Right. His life is complete. He a legend. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves him. So what is happiness? This is a def- definition of, of what you want out this shit. It's subjective. The comfort. It's what subjective. you want. What make you comfortable? Right. So it's like, let me just be comfortable. It's G Herbo. Just because I got all the money or all this shit, let me be comfortable. The same way you let this man be comfortable. They got this nine to five. Mm-hmm. They don't got no problems. But his problems. Mm-hmm. And my problems is my problems. Mm-hmm. You think my problems is your problems because I got some money. No, my problems is my problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Because you have money and scrutiny. You also have a bunch of cameras on you. Your problems yeah. definitely. And guess what? Money. And that's why the problems add up because I don't give a fuck about the cameras. Keep them on me. I was built for it. <laughs> the camera's supposed to be in front of me. <laughs> Keep them in front of me. I don't give a fuck. Are you, are you comfortable? Would you, would you call yourself comfortable? Hell yeah, I'm uncomfortable in front of the cameras. Keep them right here. <laughs> <laughs> it sound, yo, G, it sound more like winning to you is freedom. It's freedom. I'm it's trying freedom. to be free, man. That's what it seems like you're explaining. More no bullshit. As a kid. I've been doing this shit since a kid. You gotta listen. Like, for real, you gotta think about it. I was 16, 17 years old making money, hundreds of thousands coming from the fucking ghetto poverty and being the same soul that I am right now as a 27 year old. Mm. I'm trying to figure this shit out. What yeah. you trying to fault me and blame me for trying to figure it out? I'm not talking about the ins and outs that come with it. Right. We figuring it out. The same way as you got this nine to five and you got this wife, you figuring it, it out. out. Right. Let me figure this Let shit out. Know. It don't matter how much money I got. I'm still a person. Right. Let me figure this shit out. But they, they think you have it figured out already. I don't. That's the problem. And, and that, I tell and everybody problem. this, but yeah. guess what? I don't. Just because I could do this, and you think I got it figured out because I could do this. You think I, I, everybody, I got it figured out. Ooh, it's figured out. You need this. This shit figured out. Oh, your problem solved? Oh, man, ain't. Right. I'm good, though. And this is my piece. Damn, they just giving everything to y'all. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so you yeah. can leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's real life. That's real life. Just leave me the fuck alone. See, but I think that's. Let me deal with my problems. Huh? Fuck the money, because right. I don't care about no money. That's part of the I make issue. money in my sleep. You gotta, yeah. you're, you gotta work it out. You're figuring it out under the public eye. In the public eye, they're watching you make mistakes in real time. They're watching you make corrections and in I'm real time. And I'm gonna make time. the mistakes in front of y'all the same way you watching me make the mistakes and you judge me. I'm gonna make the mistakes in front of y'all. Keep the camera rolling. Because mm. you gonna judge me off my mistakes the same way you gonna call me and say, it's like a, I'm, I'm a pure person. I don't judge nobody, don't judge me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you gonna need me, I'm gonna need you too. I'm gonna need you, brother. I'm gonna need you. When I need you, I'm gonna need you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need me, too. We're not going to judge what, who need what for who, right. or what, who need what for what. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I'm living off of, and that's it, why I'm happy. It's wild to me because your, your personal life gets almost as much press as your music. For a guy who doesn't like to put his personal... You, listen, like you don't say much, listen, but everybody knows your business. And this is so crazy because guess what? My personal life is higher than here, and it's the stress level. My stress level here, my music, damn near. I'm, <laughs> I'm ripped off the music here and this. But right. my personal life is the shit a nigga don't even want to deal with. It. Your yeah. personal life should be here. Right. And your music should, should be, be here. Dead. Yeah. But I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> this shit ain't even adding up to me. Like, what the fuck is going on? How did it get like that? How the fuck it get like that? Right. But it's cool. <laughs> you don't even know how we got like that. I got it. I got it. 
the fuck did it get like that in the first place? I think um, in this new era, people are so so interested in with social media. They just dive into people's lives. Like, yeah. Like I I know some chicks that'll figure your whole shit out just by going through your Instagram. Oh yeah, the nigga married. He got he got the kid yeah. on the side and da 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 da. And then you know this girl keep popping up in the comments. Da da da. They'll figure your whole shit out through social media. Yeah. They focus more on the negative <laughs> than the positive. Yeah. Nah, nah, sometimes, but 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 it's more That's like everybody's end. looking. It ain't even a negative or the positive. Right. right. It's just they looking from a negative or a positive standpoint and just finding it out. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying or trying to figure it out from the outside looking in. Y'all seeing this from the inside looking in. You thinking you got everything figured? You don't know the half. Right. You think you got everything? You probably know my address, my social security. <laughs> you don't know shit about me. This shit right. can get switched so fast. Yeah, all this shit, you, I, I'm, it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm talking not from my personal standpoint, just in general, how this shit go. And you could contest, and everybody can contest to this. When it's like when a, a, a person that's like like us, and when you in the this shit this small, the industry, you could find out everything about a person. And know nothing about a person at the same time. Mm-hmm. So what do you know? Well, I guess that's why we're here. Let's start from the beginning. You in Chicago? So much shit going on around you. You got homies. You got OGs. You seeing the plays. What makes Herbo? pivot and say, I'm going to do this. And how long did it take you to realize I can only do this and not this no more? It got a lot to do with foundation. My home, where I was brought up. The family, my mother, my father, my cousins. Because it's like, and the shit that I didn't even know, like the situation. So you can't like, and I'm going to chime in on this. I probably need a couple minutes to really touch in on what I'm trying to say. Right. it got a lot to do with foundation. So what I went through growing up and I didn't even know I was going through shaped me for what I went through in life, period. Mm. And I can say this, like I said, my mother, my father, my dad used to tell me, to drill and tell me when I was like a kid, four or five years old, uh, always be a leader, not a follower. If you be on drugs, I'll kill you. If I ever catch you addicted to crack that I'll cop out and blow your fucking brains out. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I always used to be afraid of my dad. <laughs> the shit he used to tell me. Yeah. And it's like, I ain't get it. Like, damn, you like, I ain't know nothing about I ain't even know what the fuck crack was when he telling me he'll blow my brains out for, for being on crack. <laughs> I was, I'm born in 95, it's 99, it's still <laughs> Chicago, it's, it's like, I ain't know what the fuck going on. Right. But, and, and I could chime on this and say like, well, I could talk about this shit on and on. My first time ever having an encounter with like a drug addict or something, I was, it was like two in the morning. We had a 24 hour uh, car wash, a laundromat. Right. My mom used to always go get, uh, go clean the laundry and shit. But I was young, she had called me when she come back to help her carry the bags upstairs. Right. So I come downstairs and my mama called me because this is before, she, I don't even think my mama had a cell phone. I think she called the house phone right. from the laundromat phone. Yeah. Like come downstairs <laughs> and be that, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. two in the morning. Uh, crackhead walk up on me like, you got some C? I'm like, what? 
You see, I'm like seven, eight, nine years old, some little ass kid. Right. See, I'm like, see, what the fuck you see? <laughs> I ain't figure out what she was years later. She talking about crack. Right. She walking, I'm like, see, like, see, what you talking about? <laughs> Scared as hell, this lady. I know she walking up on me, geeked up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm knowing it's not an average lady walking up on me. Right. She like a zombie. Yeah. So it's like the shit that a nigga accustomed to and experienced to is like, the foundation that I had always prepared me for what I was up against. So when I'm leaving out the house and and, mm-hmm. and I'm leaving out the house and what I'm dealing with, I'm knowing. My dad used to tell me this shit before I ever got went to jail. Before I ever got my first time going to jail, I was 12 years old. I was a fucking kid. I was for 12. What? What'd you go for? Throwing rocks off of, <laughs> off, of, off, of, off a rooftop off of my homie them buildings. You just, you just do that shit. His, his mom and them gone. His mom's gone. They gone at a party. We throwing roofs, throwing rocks off a, off a, off a building. You feel like just throwing them to car at, at cars, hitting cars while they going back. Breaks everything on anything. Oh God, dude, you oh, could yeah. kill somebody. Shit. Nah, I don't know. I don't know why that's the thing to do, sir. It was the thrill. Well, listen. After a while, we switched <laughs> to potatoes and onions and eggs. Nah, I'm not even you trying to say I'm too. fucked up. I'd rather yeah. And it is fucked up. And that's what I'm telling you. That's why I know it's fucked up because guess what? As we saying this shit, I'm telling you, I learned the lesson right then and there, bro. Because we throwing shit at, 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 at uh, park cars that's on the block. We just bored. We just throwing shit on cars that's not even driving. First, we throwing rocks. Then we get to throwing bricks on cars that's parked. Right. We just doing shit. Right. And my homie crib. And he live here. Yeah, right. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Right. So boom. Long story short, we wind up throwing a brick and then like, this is my mama telling me or the police, I don't know. But I learned the lesson. You know what I'm saying? We throw a brick and it landed like in the cop, but we don't know. They saying it landed in the baby car seat. I'm 12 years old. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. It's four in the morning. Ain't no fucking baby in the car seat. It might have been. Right, right. A baby might have been in that car seat. Right. But listen, I don't know if everybody heard that story. That's probably, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That shit shook me. Even though it ain't moving, it ain't like I said, we doing, you know what I'm saying? We all got locked up, but that shit tweaked me out, bro. I always had morals as a kid. Mm -hmm. When I found out, like, damn, we just doing some shit out of three, we could have killed the baby. Wow. You still knew the difference between right and wrong. That shit fucked me up. Mm-hmm. I knew the difference between right and wrong. Even though I did wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong again. It got to do with the foundation. So even when, like, how I grew up and what you see, and they go back into the point of what shaped G Herbo, what made G Herbo, it got to do with the foundation. <clears throat> even though this is my circumstances, this is what I'm up against, how I'm growing up, and this is the foundation that I have. I've always been brave. I've always been, you know what I'm saying, like, smart, all this shit. But it, all this shit that I have in me, was the strength and the weakness. Because the niggas seeing I'm brave, the niggas seeing I'm smart, they want to try me. Now I got to fight. Yeah. Now I got to think. Now I got to think. Should I fight this nigga today? Should I fight him tomorrow? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This is what we up against. Right. Just off being a human, a pure kid. A pure mm-hmm. fucking kid, bro. I'm smart as fuck. But you dropped out at 16. Cause I was smart as fuck. <laughs> and it's like it's like I dropped out of six. It went on no every shit like damn. I'm finna drop out. Right. I just stopped going to school, bro. That shit was. I'm going to school in Hyde Park. I'm G Herbo. I'm rapping. Everybody know me. I'm a real mm-hmm. star. By the time I dropped out of school, I had the feature with Nicki Minaj. I'm still trying to go to school, even though I dropped out of my mind. 
I know I'm in right, school. Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? I'm still got all this shit going on. I just stopped. I'm getting night school. I'm smart as fuck. Even when I dropped out of school as a sophomore game, I was only missing seven credits. Literally. Mm. Seven mm. fucking credits, bro. To graduate. To, to graduate as a sophomore, I was missing seven credits. I swear mm. to God. That's what's up. But I'm saying, like, this, I don't give a fuck about school. I ain't, I didn't know I was missing seven credits. You feel me? Like, right. Okay. You feel gotcha. me? I right. wasn't focused on school. I'm just, you know, I didn't know I was missing seven credits. But you got a whole career happening at the right. time. Right. Yeah. But at the time I got the career shit happening, like I got so much personal street shit happening. That's the point. Like what we steady going back to. I got personal shit. I'm scared for my life. Niggas trying to kill me, all type of shit, bro. Just as much as I'm G Herbo, nigga trying to kill me, bro. At school. A nigga killed me in front of my school. And and now that you you're popping, people see you, they recognize you. Exactly. So you don't know what they thinking, who they connected to. They say, oh, yo, it's G Herbo. And then get on the phone five minutes later, you don't know who he talking to. And you to. sitting there on the outside looking in. I'm sitting there from the inside looking in. I'm knowing this going on, but mm. I'm not, I'm, I'm navigating as a, you feel me? Mm -hmm. All my moves is calculated. Right. So even I probably can't communicate this with my mama as a sophomore. Right, but this right, is my right. reality. Right. A nigga kill me, and my mama be on the news to my oh my baby. A nigga fucking kill me in front of school. Right. So it's like all the shit I'm going through, and I'm all right, boss. Long story short, I'm fast forward. I drop out of school. This is this is what happened. I know it, bro. I'm, I, this is my vivid memory. My mama wake me up. She said, "You got 90 days of school, miss. You miss 90 days of school. All all these f's." She asked me, why you miss nine days of school with all these Fs? I'm smart as fuck. She's panicking. She tripping. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like, I ain't going to lie. I swear to God, it's my exact words. I wake up. I'm like, mom, fuck that shit. We ain't going to do that shit no more. I'm telling you for real. And I'm still having a little money. This, I'm still taking care of my mama as I'm going to school. Right. I'm fuck that shit, mom. This, this, this. You know what I'm saying? And my mama went to school, talked to my dean. And my dean allowed her for me to go take online classes to get my diploma through school, oh, and I dropped out. That's dropped out the that, online. I, shit. I, but I didn't. I don't got no GED. I got a high school diploma from my high school. Then that right. don't count as dropping out, right? But Damn. I'm saying it took me years to do that. I dropped out. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Six, I see what you're saying. Right. I didn't yeah. do that right then. Right. I got oh, you. Okay, I got okay. you. I, I went you. back and did it. Right. Hmm. Okay. Catching the case, all type of shit. I called the case, got locked up. My judge made me do it. I ain't gonna. <laughs> my judge made me do it. But guess what? I still did it. But at the end of the day, I didn't even. Regardless of the fact, I was already who I was. So it's like, I and and, and it all tied back into what we saying. It's like I just weathered the the course, bro. I just stay the storm. Whatever I'm going through, I lean towards it. Mm -hmm. I don't shy away from it because mm -hmm. I know it's meant for me. Everybody got their own destiny to fulfill in life. Right. So it's like, I don't, I don't got no, the same way I don't have no fear doing some crazy shit or some dumb shit, because that's how we raise. I don't have no fear doing some shit that I know is going to benefit me. And that's going to be the difference between the person making it or not. Now you got to have that same energy. By 15, 16, you're taking care of the household, right? Yeah. you G Herbo, everybody look, what is life like at that time? 15, 16, I'm taking care of the crib. My mom, I was still living in the hood too, in the trenches. Like my, my grandmother was living in like we, we grew up, I grew up with 74 5 South Kingston, mm -hmm. in the middle of the east side. And my mom 
Like I could, like I, 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 I be feeling so comfortable. I be wanting to like really talk. Like I'm trying to really chop it up. Like my mom is the oldest of three, okay. so she got two younger sisters. Mm-hmm. My mom always stayed with my grandmother. Like even though my mom, my auntie who are youngest, they always branched out. She just wanted to be with my mother, regardless of what she had going on. So I grew up in the house with my grandmother. Boom. So this is my neighborhood. All this shit going on. It's you feel me. So I started rapping on some random shit though. Like, bro, I always knew how to rap, but I ain't gonna lie, I always had the talent. Like at nine, eight years old, I knew how to rap. Mm-hmm. I started rapping at like 14, 15 years old, like trying to do it. And Bibby was rapping first, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Bibby was rapping first. He used to like go to the studio and like record on phones and shit. So when he did, I'm, I started to do it too. I'm rapping. And, and I used to like record over YouTube beats. Like my first ever beat I ever recorded was Cassidy Aim for the Head instrumental. Yeah. I record mm-hmm. over that over, like that's how you know the type of shit I was mm-hmm. on. Right. I'm 14 years old. That was the first beat I ever, ever recorded to. Cassidy mm-hmm. Aim for the Head. Shout over to Cass. Cass. Shout out to Cass. That's wild, see? Crazy. Yeah, yeah, nigga, wild. I never know that. Man. That's the first shit that ever really like turned me up in my hood before every, Nigga, when I was doing, I was recording over the, the the little sixty second voicemail shit and sending it to my homies. I sent it to one nigga and my my homie my homie Mansky, you know what it is. Yeah. I sent it to folks. He sent it to his uncle who was paralyzed in the hood, couldn't even move. He yeah. just wanted to hit music. He loved music. He he he. he I sent it to him. He played it for his uncle, and his uncle like, damn, this nigga hard as fuck. You know what I'm Ooh. saying, like. He listened to Jeezy. He listened to he listened to music all day. He like, oh, the fuck is this little nigga? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was that type of energy. And my homie like, oh, now my uncle fuck with you, boy. You feel me? And yeah. I just wasn't shy. So when I'm pulling up to the hood, nigga telling me like freestyle, I'm freestyling. Right in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. In front of the whole, it's my block jumping. Right. It's 30 people outside. Older niggas, my homies, 20. 43rd, 40 olds, 50 olds, 30 olds, right. my shit jumping every day. Freestyling in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. fuck it. And I'm a little shy too, though, but I just knew I knew how to rap. Right. Fuck it. And I wasn't even chasing rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, this was comfortable because I'm rapping about shit. The reason why my homie, uncle, saying I'm hard because I ain't rapping on no rain some shit down. And I'm rapping about the shit I'm seeing every day. The shit that we got going on, so I'm right about she like, damn, damn. Spoke to him. And you, spoke still to him. And you still don't write. You feel me? Right. I'm 14 years old. He's like, man, shorty the one. Did you feel like he was in a war zone? Hell, that's what I'm rapping about. That's what motivated me. I went out, I went out to Chicago back in the day. Shout out to Brad, Big Brad. Shout out to um my man Stokes. I was on 75th. I was like, yo, where the liquor store at? Uh, uh. And it was like, all right, yo, you with somebody gonna have to work with you. His sister come outside. She got the joint with him. I'm like, so it just gave me, all right, whatever. So we walking, walking out of Ave. First time I ever seen this shit. Indicted blocks with the siren light yeah. on the like, top. On the, on the, yeah. the whole shit looked like a war zone. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What happened? What, 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 why, why they going like that? Nah, nah, this shit's gonna be like that all night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, this shit looks like you in a war zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You growing up in that. That's what I'm growing up in. 
like literally every day. Like them cameras, it, it became a point where it's like we looking at it, and it was foreign us too. But it became normal to us. So it's like it got to a point where a nigga looking at that camera, but a nigga still on this block, and they gonna shoot right under that camera. Right. Mm. Now mind you, these mm. can't. It's not just a camera. It's a. It's, know, a, it's, a, it's a, a siren light. light. A light, Word. not a camera. It's a light with a blue or red. Police. All night. Yeah. This the police looking at the CPD. And it's like. Right on this. <laughs> for blocks. Right on this bitch. I'm talking Serving. about for blocks. Get his mic. Get his mic. Nigga doing everything under this oh, light. Oh, uh, shit. Chicago oh, hold on. police. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Watch your phone. Your mic. Your mic just dropped. My bad. Not a police. This shit getting too real. That shit bugged me out. Because nah, I'm like, oh, with all the shit that... But guess what? The shit you saying, the, the camera, I lived 745 South Kingston, 7500, that same camera was right under it. So right. that's what you know. What By I the liquor store. It was a joint. Yeah, that's just crazy. The house I was born, lived in there my whole life. That same camera you saying was right on the same corner Point. that I grew up in my entire life. That shit is wild. Tap back in, tap back in. Boom. I gotta stop moving. <laughs> nah, nah, you got the nah, cord. Just watch the wire. Now, so just watch good. the wire. Tuck the tuck the wire into your pocket. Pocket, yeah. You be good money. Boom, boom. That way, I won't won't catch it again. But yeah, shout out to my man Stokes. Shout out to my man Brad. There's a lot of things I learned out in Chicago. Um, this is the first time I ever heard. Turn your turn your hat around. Yeah, yeah. First time, I'm like, for what? What do that mean though in Chicago? Like, cause I was out there and I had I always wear my hat like this. You right. know what I'm saying? And the nigga, why? Asked, so is it cause of style? It's a style, style in New York, yeah. like yeah. New York. It's New York shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So the nigga actually knew me. I didn't know the nigga. I went in the what's the pizza spot? Is it no? It's a chicken spot out there Harold. in the South Side that everybody right. knows. Harold. I went in there, I had my hat like this, you know, my New York shit. Nigga yeah. came there, he actually knew who I was. You got your shit to the left. So he was like, yo, I, I could tell you not from around here, bro, but this, you can't wear your hat like that yeah. in this neighborhood. So how you got your shit like to the left? Yeah. I mean, you under the five point stop. Right. If you got your shit to the right, I mean, you under the six point stop. Uh -huh. So them two different games. Right. They told me like, you got to wear your shit to like, the front. Like, so listen, it's, it's two different yeah. sides, I would say. So listen. Uh, Blackstones, Vice Lords, mm -hmm. right. Four Corner Hustlers, shit like that, all under the five point stop. GDs, BDs, and Saint Disciples, all this yeah. shit under the six point stop. So yeah. it's like, but right now, it ain't really like that, but back then, probably, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, left or right, is it, it symbolized something. Yeah. It automatically symbolized something. Yeah. Even if you want some cool shit, if you ain't ever been in the game, just the people you grew up around don't mm -hmm. dictate if you wear your hat to the left or the right. Right. He was like, if I didn't know you or know of you, you know, I could have came in here and been on some other shit. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, yeah. that shit crazy. They really <laughs> on it like that. Yeah, 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 no, for yeah. sure. Facts. Now it's different. Like when we was like, moving around, we had to get out of certain neighborhoods because my <laughs> man ain't know the shift captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Good, yo, nah, they about to split shifts. <laughs> like I, I don't shirt, know yeah. the new homie, so we out of here. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like white shirts. What do you mean? Like, where the shift captain is like every eight to twelve hours, it's a certain yeah, white shirt. Like out the shift captain. Charge so every, yeah. If we got blue and whites, it's a white per, uh, white shirt. That's the, how you know who the shift captain. Mm -hmm. But they shift every. Yeah, we got that out here too. Yeah, we got that out. Right, here. but it, 
I haven't. I'm, I'm still <laughs> haven't made it past the the lights. Solid lights. Like you, you. I'm thinking as a child growing up under that. There's some trauma that comes along Word. with that. Like, Nigga, I grew up in the in the crack era. We had that like that. The <laughs> like, fuck was going on in Chicago? So and you like, wonder you because wonder they doing that shootings. It's not about no drugs or crack era. It's not. It's, mm. it's shootings, bro. Shootings, bro. Shootings. Oh no, they were shooting back then too, but we ain't had no. Stuff. But that's like, what. That's know. how you know it's frequent shootings. Like I, yeah. I could tell you stories about me walking home with my little sister, and I'm ten years old. My sister. Four years old, we six years apart. I'm walking out from school and some random shit and just like shots go off. Like a nigga shooting at a nigga at the gro- at the fucking liquor store and we walking 20 yards apart or 10 yards apart. Mm-hmm. And now we weren't a ducking, you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. So they trying to, you know, they trying to piece all this shit together, but that's like, it don't got nothing to do with the cameras or nothing. It's just the frequent trauma and they got to do with like, People not nipping that shit in the bud, bro. And yeah. by nipping the shit in the bud, I mean talking about it. The yeah. simple, the smallest thing is a conversation. Right. Could change so much. It don't mean you gotta be on the block regulating, like, no, nah, not this. This is a conversation to show a nigga, like, damn, he thinking like that? Fuck it, I wanna think like that too. They don't be having like stop the violence rallies out there in Chicago. All the time. All the time. All the time. Why, why is it lit like Bro, that? I, 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 I got this Every Swear time I turn stress. around. Nigga, this two weeks ago, I was just at St. Sabina Church. I did a stop the violence speech at a rally. St. Sabina Church. I'm from St. Knife and Essence. This on St. Eighth and Racine. This not nowhere near my hood. I'm uncomfortable there. I've never been around there. I don't know nobody from there. Nothing. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? But it'll never get talked about unless a nigga say it. You feel me? Like, right. I do peace rallies, walkings, and shit at my school, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like I ain't gonna talk about it. I ain't finna get on Instagram live and say, yeah, I did a peace rally. I was at St. Sylvania Church. Cause I'm finna keep doing this shit. I don't even want nigga to clock my movements at that point. If you ain't on no positive shit on what I'm on, bro, you ain't even gonna know what I'm on. I'd rather they be talking about you doing those rallies than talking about your baby mother's argument. I How get come that. we can't discuss But they that? seeing it guests with the same way my baby mama's arguing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That shit on Instagram too. I got a page. Swerving through stress is my initiative. Everything is caught, everything 5013C, the whole nap. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm I'm really doing this shit for real in real life. You feel me? Like, so what, what I'm saying is I ain't even trying to say it for the interview. Like, bro, I really got into it with my day-to-day, my manager, all type of shit. I'm like, bro, y'all got me at St. Savannah talking out loud, doing this. This shit treacherous game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really got into all these things, bro. Right. I swear to God, bro, my whole day was thrown off. I'm calling everybody like, bro, they got me. I say somebody. <laughs> what the fuck I'm doing right now? For real, bro. Right. But I did it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. Where do you think the violence in Chicago stems from? Where do you think the, the foundation Generational of that trauma. Is? Generational beef. Generational trauma. trauma, beef, everything generational. Mm-hmm. Niggas broke. Everybody broke. So it's like. Bored. What? Everybody broke, bored. And I could literally, like, I could depict it. This from my brain. This is my opinion and what I think and what I've seen and what I've been through. I, it's all generational trauma. So it's like how y'all grew up, crack era, all this shit. It's like y'all generational trauma was slavery. Everybody broke. So we killing niggas over money. Right. So boom. Now when y'all niggas, the OGs, all this shit, everybody dead, gone, all the money gone. And my uncle dead. My uncle in jail. My daddy dead. I'm fucked up. Let me figure this shit out. Now we got y'all trauma. 
Right. Now yeah. we doing this. I want to kill a nigga because he killed my daddy. I'm going to kill a nigga because I'm dead broke. I don't know how the fuck I'm finna feed myself, feed my family, everybody broke. My mama a crackhead. Every, you see what I'm saying? Right. It's that generational trauma. I'm talking on the outside looking in, but the inside looking in at the same time. Right. You feel me? That's the, what I'm saying. <clears throat> you From know, a broader perspective. You know how I know you're telling the truth? Derrick Rose sat right in that chair and said if it wasn't for basketball. He talked, you remember all yeah. the story? He told us multiple stories about how if it wasn't for him hooping, he would have been right in the mix of yeah. all the shit. Yeah. But because he hooped, people kept him out of certain shit. And that's the generational trauma, what I'm saying. Thank God for Derrick Rose. Because we all feel like if we don't talk about this shit and stop it right now, we'll never get another Derrick Rose again. Because mm. they, all they did was protect Derrick Rose. Even yeah. though they ain't protecting the Derrick Roses no more. Derrick Rose got his 30 on. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose got his 30 at the park, trying to figure this shit out he, just because off Instagram. You see what I'm saying? Whatever it is, whatever the case may be, I feel like unless we talk about this shit and protect the Derrick Roses, it'll never be another Derrick Rose out of Chicago again. Right. And that's G Herbo talk. We also so, running out of G Herbos. Hopefully not. I mean, we got one another G Herbo. We got you, but. You see what I'm saying? Right, let, let, that's the importance of a G Herbo. I want another G Herbo. Somebody yeah. come be better than me. Right. Mm. I always thought in Chicago, it was like the 30s was beefing with the 50s, the 60s. If you from this that's area. That's Coney Island. That's Coney Island. Oh, nah. I thought it was like that in Chicago. You know what I mean? Nah, but, but that's... That, that, like if, if you from here or you from over here. Really pre- and that's that though, for real. Like that's how a nigga really... Pre- Whatever you got going on, I don't care. He know how to hoop. Leave him the fuck alone. I don't care if he owe you money. He the one. Let him go do whatever he got to do. That shit ain't happening no more. Mm-hmm. That shit dead. That's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. Let him go do whatever he want. If he want to shoot dice, he go beat everybody. You a killer, you a gambler, this, this, this. He go beat that whole dice game. He know how to hoop. Let shorty go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening no more, bro. That's what D-Rose yeah. told us. That's how he was talking. Of course, it's generational trauma. You raise a bunch of kids under sirens and, and lights. But th- this is what I'm saying. In a war the zone, they're going to grow up, up soldiers. Is because I can, I, I know what it was like and what, how it affected me seeing abandoned buildings, fires, and crackheads everywhere. Crack capsules all over the street. I know how it affected me. But to see and something that, that made me feel like I was living in a war zone, how would that affect somebody exactly. seeing it every day? And that's what, like, I'm a thinker, bro. I, I, like, it ain't got nothing to do with the shit I actually been through. If I was from the suburbs, I probably would have been a journalist with my same soul and my same brain because I like to think. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, with me being in this shit, I could, sometimes I don't even like to talk because I feel like people don't even understand. Like, so what you saying is like, you seeing bottle caps and crack, all this shit. We hearing gunshots. A nigga hearing gunshots every single day. So you seeing bottle caps and you doing this, this might make you want to sell drugs. Mm-hmm. A nigga hearing gunshots, that might make you, you want to shoot, shoot guns. Right. Mm-hmm. A nigga leaving out the house seeing somebody dead in front of his crib, he's scared as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. His mama is a real working nurse, go to everything that he go, she trying to, he, she got to take him to school. She got to go to work. She just she, so fucked up, she don't even want to make him miss school. She finna walk him outside past the dead body. <laughs> To take him to school. And that's what figuring it out looks like. Like, damn, this nigga is dead in too, front of right He's telling his homies, like, boy, I just seen a nigga dead in front of my house. You feel me? Right. This the reality. And that's why I want to talk about it. 
Because a nigga will try to, you like, a nigga ain't naive to the fact. Mm-hmm. The brain is powerful. The manifestation is powerful. The tongue is powerful. What you right. see is what you, if you can see it, you can touch it, you obtain it. If right. you see some money, you can get some money. If you see killings, you can kill a nigga. Right. Mm-hmm. Period. It's all about what, what you what you shown, what the environment Period. is telling you. What the fuck you think? You grow up in the neighborhood with doctors. Rich for a reason. Yeah, These people who got generational wealth keep being rich. Yep. People who got generational trauma keep dying and going to jail. Mm-hmm. It ain't no fucking coincidence. Right. Mm-hmm. For real. What do you think solves that? All right. Matter of fact, let's go back. Sixteen, taking care of the crib. Um. There's a lot of, there's a lot of rappers on the rise. How does this drill shit become the drill shit? Yeah. The drill shit became the drill shit because it's like me being 16, taking care of the crib. And this me taking care of the crib from my perspective, doing what I got to do or whatever. Another nigga taking care of the crib by protecting the crib. I'm taking care of the crib financially. Mm-hmm. Another nigga taking care of the crib by making sure this motherfucker don't get shot up at night. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's different strokes for different folks. So it's like with me growing up being who I am in the drill scene, then that chime in on what you're saying. Excuse me. The drill scene is drill. This go to Pac-Man, King Louie. This, this is bigger than the me, the Chief Keith, the drill became from drilling. A drill is let's go on a drill. Right. It's already a it's drill. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's off of what a nigga talking about. But guess what? A nigga ain't talking about this because they trying to get rich off music. A nigga might have probably thought they was going to get rich off music. A nigga might have been passing off music. A nigga really just going to the studio because guess what? The shit that we going through and it, like we see in a generational trauma, that's then their first priority. Even though you know like, damn, I might could get rich off music when I leave the studio, I might could get my ass killed too. Let me snap mm-hmm. back into reality. Mm-hmm. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. That's where drill came from. So when it's like, all this shit going on in the drill wave, a nigga carrying guns and all this shit. A nigga ain't getting out. I, I want people to understand. We didn't think, oh, let me go grab a gun, find a gun, put this bitch in the video and post it. And I'm finna get some millions off this shit. I need this gun to get home. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, that's where the drill came from. And, it's, and, 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 and you could go back to 2013, 2014. I always said I never labeled myself as a drill artist. I came up in the drill wave. wave. Me as an artist, I looked up to Rakim. I looked up to Big Daddy Kane. I looked up to Jada Kids. Man, I looked up to niggas. I rap because I love rap. I know how to rap. Unfortunately, but fortunately, I came up in the drill scene. This was my life and all this shit. But I didn't try to benefit off this shit. And none of us did. Right. So, so fucking genius. He ain't try to benefit off this shit. Niggas just actually benefited off of this shit. shit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when it got to me being 15, 16, taking care of my family, I'm 15, 16, taking care of my family, and I'm trying, but automatically they make me the head of the family. Automatically. Even though I'm a, hell yeah. yeah. Even though I'm my mama baby, I'm the I'm the head of the family yeah. now. What I got your, the money. I'm taking care of everybody. What does your pop say? I'm the head of the family. <laughs> and my pops still here to this day. My pops love me. I, me and my, my mom and my dad met when they was 16. My mom was 16, my dad 19. They in their 50s. They've been together 40 plus years. I come oh, from a real solid man. foundation to house, mm-hmm. a home. But I come from the trenches too. So it's not, it don't got nothing to do with that. It don't got nothing to do with me coming from a solid foundation. That just got to do with how I actually act. 
how I act in these situations. Right. How I react. Where you how I behave from. myself. Right. That's got to do with my foundation. But at the end of the day, I'm still in these situations. So if I didn't have that foundation, I'm going to react a certain way, behave myself a certain way, do this a certain way, do this. We all the same. I just got that. And another person might not. That's the difference, though. That's the difference. That's, that's the only difference. difference. It's a that's a big difference, but that's the only difference. So that don't make me no better than you. Mm. That's why I'm talking about it. We got to build that foundation. I'm not no better than nobody because I was in the same situation. So just because I got that foundation don't mean I couldn't have got killed. A right. nigga could have killed me right the same as straight bullets. Bullets don't got no fucking name. I was right. in the same situation. That don't mean I could have went to jail. Even though I got the, I was the smartest or whatever the case. I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? Even though I got this foundation or whatever, how I think and how I react to certain situations based off of some, how somebody else might react yeah. that don't define my fate. Right. So if you, do you think that if you gave, I'm going back a little bit, but if you think you gave the youth something to do to the point where they weren't throwing rocks off the roof at cars just out of boredom. Hell yeah. Maybe they wouldn't turn to, is anybody going in Beverly Hills and fucking Sunset just throwing rocks? It's rocks around. Just because we was on a higher roof don't mean that made us want to throw rocks. Right. We don't. We I had don't shit know. to do. Yeah. We, we, we had, had shit, shit to, to do. do. So, yeah. We got these My onions. We got these potatoes. And we got these. So bricks. about nine o'clock, I don't even know why I'm woke. Why right. the fuck am I still woke at four a.m. Yeah. and I'm in mad <laughs> I'm wearing your sign the fuck out. <laughs> why am I still woke? Right. Well, idle time with my hands to even do this. Right. That's a fact. Idle time. Idle, idle time is your worst enemy. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Why is my mom working four in the morning when she can't even watch her kids? It's not my mom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But whatever the case may be, regardless mm -hmm. of the fact, idle time. Why does a fucking 10-year-old have so much idle time on his hand? Mm-hmm. In certain neighborhoods, still environment. That's what I'm that saying. Environment. I don't. Right. There's another thing I want. There's another thing I want to touch on, like what you explained about drill music, like how you came up in it, but you're not the creator, you're not the founder, but you're yeah. a, a hip hopper, right? At the same time, I feel like because of all the drilling that was happening in Chicago, that term drill music came as a form of therapy. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's like what out, what other outlet we got? We got all this time on our hands. Even though this shit going on in the street, we're going to go to the studio and we're going to talk about it. Right. And then it just happens to catch. Mm -hmm. But I understand what you're saying. Like, y'all not doing it for that. Yeah. Like, right. this is real life situation, but I feel like drill music derived as a form of therapy. It was always a form of therapy. And I say that so much, like, even in my interviews or whatever, music has always been a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, a nigga, just as much as we putting the camera in this shit, we damn near doing it because we know the niggas trying to kill us from the scene. Mm -hmm. I got my gun on me. Mm. We ain't knowing the labels when to see this shit. You feel what I'm saying? I'm trying to get y'all to understand from that perspective just as well. It's not about that. It wasn't ever about that. I'm right. telling you. It, was it wasn't, it wasn't a cultural thing. It, was no, it wasn't a cultural well, not, thing. Well, not a music culture. It wasn't yeah. a usual cultural thing like we trying to capture. It was street culture. It was street cultural. You feel what I'm saying? So okay. what you're saying, they go hand in hand with that point. Right. Mm -hmm. I get you. So how did it affect you when um, King Vaughn passed? And tremendously, bro. <laughs> I love Vaughn to death. That's my brother. Not having to do nothing with rap. No matter, it'll never be another King Vaughn. What he did for the culture mm -hmm. and who he was and the impact that he had, you can't duplicate that. 
You could never duplicate a person, a human being, regardless of whatever. The, you could never duplicate who he was and what he meant. And regardless of that, I went to school with him. I went to high school with him. Right. I actually got a relationship with him. That's my brother. We went on tour together. I put him on his first tour. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's like certain shit I don't even want to talk about, bro. Because they get you want to talk about it from an industry perspective, like how you feel about. I got my own personal relationships with this nigga. Right. I've been knowing him since 2013, 2014, bro. We got real live years, 2012. I've been knowing this nigga. It don't got nothing to do with no rap. You know what I'm saying? So when a motherfucker asks me how you feel about King Vaughn, should I ask the prof- the professional way or the personal way? Right. You feel me? Yeah. I tell you, I, something I'm seeing. There was there's a narrative floating around that Herbo was growing up. He's a father. He's in a relationship. He's changing his life because of these things. Like now he doesn't want to do the street thing anymore because he's a grown man. You know what I'm saying? Like he's at he's at that age. He's settling. He wants to, he wants things for his kids. Mm-hmm. That's one narrative. But from what you're telling us right now, from what I'm seeing right now. It doesn't seem like you're trying to make changes right now because you've grown up and because you're a family man. It seems like you've always been down to make mm-hmm. these changes and people are just now starting to realize and they're crediting crediting you wanting to make a change to you being a family man. But it sounds like you've always been down to try to clean the streets up and grew up stop with the- You grew up seeing it. Right. But some people, some people are happy to stay in that mindset and it takes right. something like having kids- Getting a wife, having nah, a family, nah, moving nah, I mean, to switch it up. But nah. it seems like he's always been on that kind of time. And kudos to that. Sometimes they do take that, and that's a blessing. Yeah, salute, yeah. salute. You know However, but it's, but it's a double-edged sword. Cause right, in the streets, if you an ill nigga, there's a part of you that want people to know, yo, I'm an ill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to know enough yeah, that I can get in yeah. trouble for it. I want you to know yeah. when you see me, I'm, I'm an ill nigga. I'm really that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like in hip hop, we kind of walk a, a fine line, yeah. especially after the influence. Like, I'll be honest with you, yo, shout out to Jay Z, but you, you kind of messed a lot of niggas up with the whole, <laughs> <laughs> with the whole, um, you know, couldn't talk about it if I ain't living. That line was so defining to me. And as a young nigga and, and knowing the older niggas that hear our raps and they didn't like the niggas that rapped about shit that they, they knew you they wasn't doing. You shitting on them. You shitting on them. Right. Now I gotta go do it. <laughs> <laughs> you shitting on right, me. Right, exactly. I fuck with you so much, big bro. I'm looking at you like, damn, I want to be like this nigga. You right. shitting on me. Go do something. Right. All right, man, I'm finna come right back tell them exactly what I did. No, right. For the love of God. No, man. but the thing is, you feel me? Yeah. But but the old heads, they, they wasn't entertained by your imagination. So when you when you spit some shit that they know, oh yeah, the, oh, oh. And that's, that's when you got your reaction. Up. It's the contradiction of what it is because the reaction uh, and, and the, the imagination become the reality. Right. Mm-hmm. It always was the imagination. A nigga do this shit and this our reality. Right. This me speaking from this, what I gotta do every single day. I don't wanna live this shit, think about it, nothing. But I'm talking about it. 
because this is my reality. Because this is what's really happening. This is what it is. And this mm -hmm. is the imagination. So it's like what hip hop is. You could have never lived this in the imagination. If you got the imagination, everybody going to believe you still. Mm. Do it. If you could take care of your family through this shit, I ain't knock you. Yeah. I sign a rapper right now that ain't never did shit in his life. <laughs> ain't nobody going to touch him. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. That's, That's the beauty of it. Right. So it's like, for a nigga to know that, you should know that and just be like, all right, I'm going to take care of my family through this shit. But on the same side, the same token of things, a nigga taking care of his family through some shit where he's like, I can't even make it rap until I kill a nigga. Mm. That's a, I can't that's, even that's fabricate thought. it. But that's the thought. You feel what I'm saying? That's how these young niggas is That's days. what they think. They really like that. Right. They, they're incriminating themselves. Where well, it's like, they damn, you hearing this nigga like, damn, he hard. You like, man, I hope this nigga ain't really doing this shit. <laughs> 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 like, damn, no. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's tripping. These niggas really doing that. <clears throat> that's the problem. We traded, we traded being nice for being real. Mm -hmm. It used to, you just wanted to be. It used to be you just wanted to be nice. Yeah. Now you have to be real. And those are two yeah, totally it's exactly the two totally no, different. I, I'm a, I'm a, and that's why they confused. Like, damn, is being nice real? I can't even be nice unless I'm real with you. Or a nigga too real, you like, you mean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But this is my mama. This is the nicest person I ever met. But right. my mama ain't going for none of that, that shit. shit. Right. She going to say what she feels. Yeah. My daddy, whoever the case may be. Right. But he ain't mean. He real. Yeah. What's the where you know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, where you, you, all your idols that you talk about were all concentrating on being nice. They were yeah. being dope rappers. Yeah. Now you got now everybody's but living real being, shit, right? right. But even you even. But, but now, now it's like a nigga being too real. You don't even want to be nice, right? You don't exactly. even love people. Now they don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like damn. <laughs> You don't want to say hey to nobody when you walk in the spot. <laughs> like, damn, you that tough, dude. You that tough, you don't even want to say hi, how you Dang. going to a motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> a generation of rappers that don't say good morning. That shit is wild. Mm -hmm. That shit is wild. But Just for the record, G Herbo came in here and shook everybody's head. Yes. Everybody, yeah, everybody saying went all the way around the room. That everybody in the room, people, he, he didn't know what who did what. He that the camera oh, for people, a couple he, shots yeah. of tequila. That's what I'm saying. Right. I saw right, so at, at this time as you're you're moving through your career, you're getting older. You're seeing what this shit is turning into. You're seeing what this 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 drill shit. You're hearing the fucking the name. You seeing DJ Academics report yeah. on all the shit that's going on. Now for a while y'all ain't yeah. get along. Nah, I thought Academics from Chicago was from Chicago. You thought he was from Hell, Chicago? Hell yeah, I did. You really thought Hell yeah, I thought he was from Chicago. Wow. A lot of it, because of what he was reporting on. He was just, yeah, the war Warren yeah. Chirac. Every day. Every day. Yes. But how how did y'all feel about him? And I had to have a real conversation with academics like years later. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like how do we feel about it? We trying to figure out who the fuck is this nigga. <laughs> That's how we talk about it. Who the fuck is he? Who the fuck Yo, is this nigga? This what do you know about it? don't matter if you incriminate nobody. Like, you put niggas' lives in danger, all type of shit. Right. From New Jersey. Right. From your computer. You talking about some shit that's like, all right, bet. This nigga got killed. It's, but a nigga got killed. Yeah. A nigga got killed, gang. Yeah, Bottom yeah. line, point blank period. I think people take life and death so lightly because of the internet. A nigga got killed. Right. A nigga is dead. A mother will never see her son again. 
a fucking child never see their father again. Mm-hmm. Somebody dead. Right. And you niggas reporting on this shit. So you saying, I bet this nigga got killed. You his best friend. Da-da-da. Now your life in danger. I'm this nigga best friend. You get killed. Guess what academics gonna do? Post you. He don't even fucking know you. And that's the reality of it. And I had this conversation with academics. But for real though, nigga gotta stop doing it. And that's why I'm such a, I feel like I'm such a good person because I take myself out of my shoes and I put them in other people's shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. I always, every decision I make, what they gotta do with personal shit, anger, business, I mm-hmm. always think about how it's gonna affect the people around me. Right. So if you don't have that foundation, like I said, I don't know what the fuck foundation academics got. He from Jersey, reports some shit here and he ain't never come here. T- 10, 12 years running, academics, you know I love you. I got real love for you. 12 right. years running, ain't nobody ever fucking pinched the fucking hair off his leg. <laughs> <laughs> and you talking about all this shit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. For real. Think about it. No, I get it. I understand why you'd be upset. What was the con? You know, I, I, but I, I, that's I, what, listen, that's me being upset and I'm talking to you upset from a logical standpoint. Right. Imagine somebody who don't think like me. You know what the fuck they gonna do to academics when they catch him? But that's why he been like that. That's why ain't nobody ever touched him. He know just the same way, you know what I'm saying? But he did what he did. For somebody from Chicago, not finna do that. If you was living, born in Chicago, it'll never be an academic born in Chicago. Why would you ever put that target on your back? You feel me? He got rich off of Target being on his back. You feel like And I'm saying this to the camera. Do you feel like he instigated a lot of situations? How didn't he? How the fuck didn't you instigate it? All this shit, Lil Reese the Grand Reaper, and this, and 600 Breezy, the Max Payne, and this nigga get, how the fuck you not instigate it? Cause right. the same people outside on the world from Wichita, Kansas, and this person, this world watching this shit, we watching it too, who in the midst of this shit. A nigga watching it to try to see what's going on and for his own safety. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? That's a lot. How the fuck it don't That's affect us? That's so right. every day it was like, Every no. fuck, the same way y'all looking at this shit? How the fuck you think we ain't looking at it? it us? How the fuck you think we ain't looking at this shit the same way y'all looking like that? Yo! Like, we for real, gang. That's, That's a lot, crazy. Bro. That's a lot. But shout out to academics. Yeah, shout out to academics. <laughs> but shout out to academics. Yeah. I'm glad you managed to have the conversation. It didn't. I don't shy away from no conversations if I feel it. Yeah, I feel like that's the answer to a lot of this shit. Me too. It just be a conversation that hasn't been had. That's why I got you know to what I mean? It's before I ever, like that same way I'm saying all this shit. If I ain't say shout out academics, this shit would've went worldwide. Word. Herb and academics into it. But guess what? It would've went worldwide. Academics would never call me because I got my own relationship with academics. Where, where he I could call your him. phone. He right. could call my phone. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's a conversation. Right. A nigga lose their best friend, lose the person they love the most, because they avoid a conversation. I'm mm. like this. You feel me? Yeah. Because I avoid conversation and confrontation because I know me. I do this. So it's like, I got to be ready to have a conversation when I'm ready. So mm. you can't dictate my pace either. Mm. Right. So as all this stuff is going on, um, what's changing for you as these albums are dropping? Is it, is it, is it becoming a conflict? Where you're like, I'm in this position, but I can't stop this shit that's happening. Mm-hmm. How, I, what, 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 describe like what, what it's like when you're, 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 you're getting plaques, mm-hmm. but then your homie passed. Mm-hmm. You get another plaque, 
six more of them gone. Like, what's the feeling inside? Like, if I had to like describe it in one feeling, it just make me like ferocious. Feeling like it just at me up where it's like maybe it's anger, maybe it's fuel. And you know what I'm saying? That's why I try to control my energy all the time because the anger could control into the most anger possible and the fuel could turn into the most plaques possible. Right. So I try to just dictate my energy. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't never take nothing as a coincidence. Or I don't, you know what I'm saying? So it's like the shit I'm going through personally and the shit I'm going through musically, it's meant for me. The same way like I'm gonna appreciate me going platinum or this shit like this meant for me. And I'm tired. I'm really doing this shit tired. I'm upset the same way my homie just died. I done did shows 10 years ago when my homie died. Big shows. Yo, Gotti then brought me out. J fucking July uh, 7-Eleven, 2015, when my homie Cap has. Yo, Gotti brought me out in Chicago. I still did the show. My homie just got killed. This is one of my best friends in the world. So the same way I take it, I just, I don't know. I know how to like. And I just like, and I know how to do it because I just, and that shit hard. That's how y'all know yeah. I'm so emotional about this shit. But I know it's like, I got my own destiny to fulfill, bro. Right. This shit for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I know it's for me. I know it's for me. So I'm just gonna lean towards it. Like self doubt, that shit real, bro. I doubt myself all the time right. because I'm going through so much personal shit with this. A nigga think I might not doubt myself, and I know I got it. I know I'm that nigga, gang. Yeah. And I still doubt, doubt myself. myself right. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, that shit for real. And it's just like, because I know what's meant for me. I lean towards it. So with all the personal shit I'm going through, I don't try to separate the two. Like, I don't try to separate me being G Herbo from me being Herbert Wright. My personal shit got to affect my career, and my career got to affect my personal shit. The same way, like, I'm going to leave the house and be like, man, I got to go. The same way I'm saying, I ain't doing that show. I got to be here. It's no in-between. Mm -hmm. right. What stops all y'all from getting together? Ego. Period. Ego. Nothing else. Point blank, period, ego. Nobody so, ever tried to get it together? And make it work. Ego. Everybody, it's like your ego ain't bigger than everybody's ego in the room. You could try. You might convince these people on this side, but you ain't gonna convince everybody. So right. once everybody put their ego to the side, we can all come together. It's like, you feel what I'm saying? You don't have no ego because you a real nigga. Right. And the, the same way you dictate how you, who you are, how you, you know what I'm saying? Come on, be for real, man. Everybody ain't no real nigga. How the fuck you gonna control mm -hmm. ego? Right. You can't control people. Right. Mm. Would it take uh Kanye ever preach to y'all niggas? I love you. I ain't even gonna lie on the phone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I can't fake it, gang. I ain't gonna lie. It's like, how could I ever not say I love a nigga? And this is my first conversation I ever had with you, no matter what he going through, because it's found, I don't know. I don't fucking talk to you. I don't know what the fuck make him run on the internet. I don't know, gang, and I don't care either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, has he ever, like, nigga, you know, being a biggest... Wait, yeah, he walked up on me and said, he shook my hand and said, hey, man, you got to stop letting these niggas steal your staff. My first conversation ever with Kanye, this is 2014. I'm mm -hmm. doing an Oreo Fest. Shout out to my brother Oreo. He booked me for the Oreo Fest. Yay. It's yay. This easy. Mm. Listen, hey, bro. Hey, man, stop letting these niggas steal your yes, staff. Sir. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck I can't love a nigga like that? Yeah. 
But has what he, he did to me? <laughs> but he's never tried to like get you shit to stop Chicago. out there. He can't. <clears throat> and in the same way, I'm saying I'm loving. Who the fuck finna listen to Ace when they got to do with stopping the violence? Because mm. Ye ain't finna get in the midst of it. Right. You can't say that unless Ye finna go just, go just everybody stop killing each other. Is this all my money? You gotta get in the midst of it. Provide niggas either you gonna provide a nigga who don't got the mental capacity, opportunity, just getting money where it's like, cause it all boils down to the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't show them, and it's like, this is what I'm on, this is what we on, or if you just get a nigga money, a nigga wanna hit the lottery. A nigga ain't even played the lottery, you wanna hit the lottery. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Once you show a nigga opportunity, like I can take care of my family, I don't give a fuck who the toughest nigga is, he ain't for you gonna think before he pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. Cause guess what? I can take care of my family now. Right. If that's what he love, if these, you know what I'm saying, if this what he really cherished, like, hey, boy, no matter if you was the most gangster nigga here, I'm loyal, but you know, this is what I got right now to take care of my family, and you really thinking logical, you ain't finna risk it. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So you either gonna teach a nigga mentally to get that, or you gonna give a nigga that. And it's impossible to give a nigga that. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to just actually hand it to you, like, be for real. Yeah. Right. I, I, feel, I feel like the. The cases that happened with um, most of the rappers, you know, doing certain shit, it be the niggas that you think is famous and up, but they're not really in that position. So they'll they'll try to bust a fast play over Mm -hmm. here, you know what I mean, get wrapped up in this shit because it's not what you think it is. But the niggas that got the bread, we out. See y'all niggas later. I gotta make sure all these niggas eat. When did you decide I need to leave Chicago? I left Chicago when I was like 23. 23. I tried to, I ain't gonna lie. It's like before pandemic hit 2020, pandemic hit, COVID hit 2020. Mm-hmm. I left Chicago like 2019, but I caught a case in 2020 for a gun and shit. So I had to stay in Chicago. I was stuck, limited. I couldn't travel, couldn't do no shows and nothing. Before COVID hit, so it's like when COVID hit, I then it went through this shit for a year before COVID even hit. Wow, you feel me? But I always had in my mind, like when my son was born in 2018, I gotta go. Like I don't know if what it was that came to me. That shit just because I know me, mm-hmm. and they gotta do it like lifestyle, everyday routine. Yeah, I'm outside with my gun every day, and I'm on my with my gun because I'm trying to protect myself. But regardless of the fact, if I actually have to harm somebody or do something to somebody, I can go to jail. It's a lose-lose situation. Right. Why even put myself Self in a in that situation position. Right. where it's a lose-lose? Right. Why the fuck would I do that on G. Herbo? Like, like, like when I'm my son to... was born, I was a millionaire, gang. You feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, I just like, fuck it. It just came to a point in my life where I promise it wasn't even like me thinking too hard. I really like, I'm going to die. I'll go to jail if I keep doing the same shit. Me being smart, being the same nigga, having the same, going, doing shows, blah, blah, blah. If I keep myself in the same environment, even with my same mindset, that's what people got to understand. I'm going to still be the same me wherever I go. No, oh, right. Regardless, mm-hmm. I got to get out that environment. So just as I put myself in an environment to be safe, don't think because I'm in an environment to be safe, I can't protect myself. I'm not the same person that I was in this environment yeah. full of bullshit. Right. But it's like... I left that to not have that. So why would I want that over here? Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. You're bringing it with you. Exactly. So it's like once I understood that, 
I'm like, man, fuck that shit, bro. I promise I really felt like, boy, I'm gonna die, I'll go to jail, some stupid ass shit. And I was just so passionate about my kid and my career and, you know what I'm saying, my girl at the time. I just wanted to just blow the fuck up. So that's all I was thinking about every day when I woke up. The same day I could, way I could be thinking about some negative shit, I was thinking about all positive shit every day. So that's why I went up. Huh. Mm. Makes sense. I think that's where part of that narrative comes. As far as like, from the way you told the story just now, it sounds like your son inspired you to leave. Absolutely. Yeah. You're the truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not, not that there's anything wrong with that, I'm saying. But remember what I said earlier? The family man thing is what yeah. makes people think that you want yeah. positivity in the streets now. But you was on positive before. I was in, like I said, my mom and dad been together 30 plus years. Everybody in my family, regardless of my mom and dad, my auntie, my auntie and her husband been together 27, 30 years. My other auntie and her husband been together 30 years. I come from that, bro. Like literally, like I just come from foundation of people who just teaching me right from wrong. I don't mm -hmm. got nothing to do with the marriage. I'm just saying I come from a household of men and women. Even though I was raised by women, I had the instant of men. So mm -hmm. it was like a nigga that's still in my same environment that don't got the the the, the installation of a man raising him. I was raised by all women, but I had women, men around me too because my dad around you. So I'm saying it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a predominantly woman around. But listen, okay. what, what, okay. I'm okay. Is, Come on. what I'm saying is like, as a man, you a man. So we already got our same traits, how we react, BA, mm -hmm. all this shit. But if you're raised by all women, you're going to think like a woman, even being a man. Right. So as a woman, emotionally, act off emotion, impulse, right. what you feel and not what you mean, right. even though a nigga really mean it. I mean, it's something to kill you right here, but I feel it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go through with it. But I hear the dad. Right there. Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. That's the difference. Is that why, right? Okay, you just explained that a full family yeah. of solid households, yeah. with solid couples with decades worth of marriage and relationship. Yeah. Is that why your personal stress is so high? Because you can't get your I life can't get between it. Because it's like, like I know this, even though all this personal shit, that's who I am as a person. But they're still fueling, fueling my whole this. This me being this. This is what fueled the whole shit. And at the end of the day, this is my real focus. This is my main focus for real. Even right, though at the end right. of the day, this is where my heart at. My right. heart and focus, you can't play the two. Mm -hmm. A person trying to put your focus where your heart at. My heart is here, but my focus here. Right. Let me focus and do what I need to do. And it's still all going to fuel each other. Right. Right. Period. So you're trying to have what your aunt and uncles have, your mother and father has, as far yeah. as that long relationship. Yeah. You're trying to create that. I am trying to create that. I ain't going to lie. I am. I am. I have. I am. What I'm trying to create that. You feel what I'm saying? Like What fucks it up? What fucks it up is... Trying to separate the two. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Because the majority of the people who had it don't get what I got. Right. The life. They don't have it. Right. So it's like you gotta separate the two because genuinely it's certain people who like this and this go hand in hand because this might be fueling this. Mm -hmm. You might marry me because I got this. Right. But I come from that. You gonna marry me because I'm me. Right. And I'm gonna marry you because I'm you. Right. So at the end of the day, when I'm here, I'm me. But even when I'm here, I'm still me. This shit gotta coincide with each other. Uh, you feel me? So, so if you like, watching a celebrity, it would be perfect. You would be the perfect fucking husband ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. So it's not the options. It's not the options. It's, it's not just the like the obligation. 
and I don't want to like yeah. word it in the wrong way. You see what I'm saying? It's not right. obligated because I'm obligated to what means the most to me, regardless. So if music meant the most to me, I'd be obligated to music. I'm you, know, you know what? If I, family meant the most to me, I'd be I obligated. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm obligated to what's morally right for me. So just the way I'm obligated to boast, what the fuck you think I'm gonna choose? If it comes to my career, my family, you having this conversation with me, what you think I'm gonna choose? Your family. family. Absolutely. First. So why do I even even have to answer the question or why you even got to double question it or anything? Because, you know what because Whatever the, it is. the career takes and that's care of the family. That's from your mother to your girl to your brother to your sister. That should apply to everybody. Right. Because I've been through it. Mm -hmm. But the career takes care of the family. Absolutely. So, so how do you separate that? It's impossible. Because as a man and me being me, it's impossible to separate it, but you gotta just be willing to just go here. I feel like you the gotta problem. be willing to just not even go here. It's like you gotta be willing to go all the way and still be able to like, even if you don't separate the two, have balance. Life is about balance mm -hmm. because me, who being who I am, I don't give a fuck about upsetting you right here. I don't give a fuck about upsetting the label, right. fucking exact the same right. way. I don't care about upsetting my mom for the moment. Right, right is right. Period. Mm -hmm. Now, is it is it tough, like, to the people around you who don't have the same responsibilities, do, do you come off uh, cold sometimes because you have to keep your focus on the bigger picture yeah. all the time? So in the moment where your girl might be upset about this, you're still thinking about, okay, I got to get this done, I got to get this done, I got to get this done, so all of us should be straight. But... Those people want you to focus on the things that they're focused on. Does that shit get tough? Absolutely. And they go back to me saying like the separation of the two. And I literally, I promise this, I'm 27 years old. I just learned this this year. Mm. I've li lived in anxiety and depression my entire career. <laughs> mm. Literally. Mm. Right. Depression off of the shit that I've been through that shaped me into the man and the way I think. Mm. And anxiety because I'm thinking so hard, I want this shit to be perfect. Right. So now I ain't even in a moment. I ain't even here. Because you thinking I'm in the room, I'm trying to get the fuck out the room. Literally. Mm. I live like that for years and years and years. And they go to what you saying, like, you talking to your girl and this, 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 and you there. And they go back to, like, what makes sense? What makes sense? Where it's like, damn, baby, why I'm going to argue with you here and I'm supposed to be here? You right. gotta snap out of it the same way Man, I snap I gotta out snap of it. Out of it. Right. The right. same way I snap out, out of it, shouldn't be like, hey, I, need man, I gotta be here. I need you Boom. to do the same thing Fact. I do. Mm -hmm. Point blank. Period. It can't carry over. It can't carry over. Mm. Makes sense. That's the difficult that's part. Sense. That's the difficult part. But as a man, and that's our job as a man, the same way we want a woman to deliver and take care of home, snap out this shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Period. And you gotta that's do our this, job. And you gotta do all this in public. With everybody watching. In public. With everybody watching. Even though my life is my... I, I prefer the private life. Yeah. Looks <laughs> like I don't even give a fuck about that. Right. Can, can't you... I already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to say it anyway. Is there any way you can get them to take it off the internet? These would be regular, everyday issues if it just wasn't happening on the internet. People argue the same kind of shit, same kind of drama. Yeah. Happens every day between everybody. <laughs> it just doesn't happen on the fucking internet. Nobody knows. Families beef, dudes beef with their girls, everybody it's beef like with it's their wives. Because I feel like you can't stop it from going on the internet because you can't stop people from thinking how you think. 
So the same way we blocking this shit, the motherfucker make a fake page. Fake pages get made every day. Right. Uh-huh. And the same way a fake page get made every day, you might be with somebody that's just like, I can't stop looking at this shit. It's dictating what we doing. So now you comment on some shit and it's putting you, you know what I'm saying? It's affecting you. It's right. affecting everything you do. Right. So you got to have it in you to just be like, hell no. That's always been me. I promise. I always hear it in me. And I swear to God, this shit really saved me. I went through a dark time, especially with like with all the internet shit I had going on with like my baby mama Ari. And when I, when I like the first shit happened with my son, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in a dark place because I was trying to figure myself out as a man. Knowing I'm trying to figure this shit out and all this shit going on with the public, and I'm trying to please the people in the public because I'm G Herbo and pleasing the people in the private, and I'm successfully pleasing the people in the private. Mm-hmm. I'm delivering this way. Mm-hmm. I'm doing everything in the right way in the private. I'm everybody loves. So it's like I had to really think about it. Like, boy, fuck what they think. Yeah. Because everybody, all you know, what I'm saying. Even with all this shit going on, whatever the case may be, I always looked at it that way because I was just a bigger thinker. So even like, like I'm saying, what we said 20 minutes ago, I never, I don't hold people, like, I hold people accountable, but I don't take it personal. I don't like, if somebody this, or uh, my baby mama said this, or my girl said this, I don't take it personal, especially with a woman. I can't take it personal. But wait, 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 wait. You can't? Maybe you should. I mean, I can listen. I can remember. I don't. I take heed to things. Yeah, but, but I don't take it personal because it's like, why would I take it personal if I don't feel a way about it? Okay, but wait. Right. Okay. That and that. that so makes I'm sense. not gonna let it affect me. No, no, no. What that, the fuck? I'm gonna take it personal. That for? makes my, sense. Mind you, you gotta you gotta guard yourself from taking things personal. Regardless. Period. Right. That makes sense. My question is, sweetheart, <laughs> sweetheart. I'm gonna talk yeah. to you. I got y'all both. In. Listen. Every time you go on the internet, do you understand the kind of stress that brings on me? Do you understand what you are putting me through? Because you don't want to have the argument over the phone. You got to tell the entire world what's happening behind our closed doors. Do you get what you are doing to me? Absolutely right. I don't want to take it personal, but it's starting to feel personal. You don't give a fuck about how I feel about it. I'm going to ask you this. How many times are you willing to have that conversation? Mm. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and to be honest, the argument, nine times out of ten, the argument ain't with you. It's with it's, them. It's with what people are and saying even me, to them. I don't take it personal. Right. Sometimes I laugh and be like, damn, I tweet. Right. I don't take it personal. So it's mm-hmm. like, I ain't even, if it don't affect me, if it do not affect what I have to do today, because a person arguing with me, they don't know I got to go do this. They didn't right. know I was here. Right. right, right. They don't know none of this shit because right. I'm not telling them because I don't give a fuck. If it don't affect me, I'm going to tell you. If it do it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if it don't affect me, I'm not even digging that deep. I'm not. I, w- I want to introduce to y'all a new rule. For every situation that you go through, I want you to think about it. As you're going through it, is this shit going to matter in five years? Mm-hmm. And if it don't, if it won't, shouldn't matter right exactly. now. Exactly. And can I chime on that? And I'm going to say this. And he's saying this from a boss nigga perspective. He thinking the five years on some, well, I'm going to be in five years. Right. If that shit don't matter in five minutes, five seconds, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it won't define your life. Years, that's you, that yeah. shit don't define your life. Five right. seconds is going to define right. your life for right. five years, for 50 years. Right. Whether right. it's you doing some shit that's gonna get you locked up or something that's gonna make you lose the person you ain't never loved this much ever in your life. Well, 
Think. think. Just think before you act. We're going to take a five-minute break. I want to talk to you about this, this PTSD project that dropped in 2020. You had, you were holding an American flag and the stars were 50 of your dead homies. I want you all to take a second and just really think about that. What, what inspired that cover? It had, a lot to, it had a lot to do with my life. And like, I'm gonna be more specific. When, like music as an artist, and anybody who artist know it, it, it reflect, it gotta do with your day-to-day -day life and what you experience and what you live. Right. So when I was, and even in the process of recording, I was going through a situation where I was fighting a case. I got arrested for a gun. I couldn't travel for a year straight. And I was stuck in Chicago. I couldn't do shows, I couldn't do nothing. And I was stuck in the same environment that made me carry this gun in the first place. Right. So um, PTSD was always like a thought in my head to do my album. And I got clinically diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, not by coincidence. I was actually like, I was talking to my lawyer, just having a real conversation and told him like, oh yeah, I carry my gun because this is why I'm afraid for my life. And he referred for me to go talk to a, a therapist. I actually talked to a therapist and I got comfortable with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I got comfortable. I started to go every day. I started to talk to her. I started to talk about not only my trauma, but my everyday life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and she went to court for me, got on the stand and, and clinically diagnosed me with post-traumatic stress disorder because I talked to her. Mm. I opened up to her. I let her know what was going on with my life. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't gonna say I enjoyed it, but I felt comfortable. It was a place where I really just wanted to talk, yeah. where there was some shit that made me upset or I was just talking about how I'm gonna go pick my son up. Like right. I, I felt comfortable with somebody to talk to. So that's the space I was in with my life and with recording that project PTSD, it was just like, I, it was just the most vulnerable state of my life I've ever been in, I ain't gonna lie. Like, with fighting the case and me being G Herb on who I am and as a man, I don't speak about this shit, I'm missing rolling louds, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Before COVID hit, this 2020, COVID, 2019, COVID hit 2020, so I then did two COVIDs. When shows and shit shut down, my display was so crazy. It was like I felt I just went through this shit before it even right. before the world went through it. Right. Everybody going crazy. I'm calm. <laughs> it's like it put me in a place mentally where it's like my music just affected my life. I didn't even know what it was. You know, I was just in a vulnerable state, and I was always comfortable with talking about how I felt through my music and talking about it in the interviews. I just started therapy, so now I'm talking about therapy in my interviews. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? It ain't got nothing to do with my press run, my press release. I'm just talking, just being me. Right. What made you say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my dead homies as the stars? Because, and we just talked about this shit early on, the, the stigmatism that we go through as black men and the, the people neglecting the fact 
of the the, the, the the there is the boys in the hood either they don't know don't show or don't give a fuck about what's going on in the hood right that movie came out in 1993 i was born in 95. this shit bigger than me i'm just showing you i know 50 people that's dead this is my real life this is the shit i'm thinking about every day when i go to go see my kids go to the studio and i'm functioning but there's people out here that's not functioning i just brought you into my life it ain't like oh yeah let me just show you you think I wanted to think about 50 people dead? This was my vision. And I'm like, it, it turned into just my vision to actually like, damn, I'm thinking about people. This somebody I cared about dead. This somebody I cared about dead. And that shit turned into 50 stars, 51 stars. Who could do that? I stopped at 51. That was my next question. Yeah, was it more? I stopped at that <laughs> because I got my point across. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? How long have you been holding that in? Forever, <laughs> like it's like I, I I've been holding it in, but I haven't because I've been able to function. I've been I always like I've been able to release it in other ways through my music. Right, right, right. But right. talking to I, the you know therapist, like to, to talk to it for years. I went to therapy when I was my son was born. When I was twenty three years old. I was twenty three when I started there. Mm-hmm. I've been going through this shit my whole life. Yeah. And before then, you've never had anybody you know trusted yeah. enough to talk. This me, it's like. I got people I trust enough to talk to, but they going through this shit too. Yeah, right. right. Too. And they trying to do This somebody it. I'm talking to with an unbiased opinion. You know what I'm saying? Don't know me from a can of paint. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to this person who been going through this shit. It's like, all right, they telling me how to navigate through it. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm talking to somebody that's going through this. We in it together. Mm. I recommend therapy for everybody. For everybody. In some type of way. That shit was necessary. Whatever is therapeutic for you. I think it's black men, especially in this country, which was, you know, which kind of tied it together that it was the American flag. We go through so much trauma and we don't talk about it. We normalize it. We, we've had this conversation probably like- We romanticize it. 150 yeah, times. Yeah, we glorify it. We romanticize yeah. it. And that's and crazy. I never heard nobody say that. I heard always the glorification, like we romanticize it. I come from a place where it's like, you got the money, all the bitches want you, you're the toughest nigga, and all the bitches want you. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no money. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you the toughest nigga, and all the bitches want you. And as a woman, and I'm not, you know, you still want the nigga with the money. You still want this nigga. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Now I'm finna kill you. Right. You mm-hmm. got my bitch. <laughs> so I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. And I know she love me, she love me more than you because I'm the protector. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now I know, I, I feel I feel it's my, my right to kill you. How the fuck is it your right to kill a man? It's not. Mm. It's not. It never But that's was. what we taught. That's yeah. what we thought we knew. That's what we thought was right. He ready to live nah, and die by that decision. Nah, that's a fact. This nigga ready to go to jail or hell behind that decision. For what? Cause he loves somebody. Yo, Chance, what's the name of that spot we was at the other day? I think a lot of people need to start going there. Oh, the hip hop closet? Yes, hip-hop that was dope. Closet. Like what y'all was speaking about, what we talking about now? Yeah. Like what's the name of that? Oh, that, yeah, that was, that was. Yeah, so nah, but I, people need to go there though. Like that shit was like therapy. No, it was, it was like therapy. It was like yeah. therapy. This spot, what's the name of it? She it's did a panel. But, it, but it's, they don't do that. She I made the event. Yeah, but yeah, everybody sure. spoke like you know what I'm saying. Like that. You saying was, there should be more? Yeah, there should like be that. more shit like yeah. that. It's a, it's like a panel. 
yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, like everybody just talking about right. the experience. That's the best form of therapy because it's like we bottle our emotions up and it's like you we willing to open up because it's like damn you understand me you understand me too you understand me too because I found everybody out this room about you that day damn let's keep talking okay <laughs> right, yeah. right. I found out it's like shit a think tank that day you know what I mean shit about math like that shit was therapeutic it was dope. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think more people need to start going to those. Well, we the problem is we, we don't we don't look at we don't look at vulnerability <clears throat> as strength, especially not in certain environments. That shit is seen as a weakness. Right. That shit feels like blood in the water. You start telling somebody where where you're in yeah, pain yeah. at, people have a tendency to yeah. stick that, that's the target where they put man. the knife. Right. Especially as black men, almost man. only as black men, right? Because it's like the weakness of being vulnerable, vulnerable and it's like. The same way that I just explained five, 10 minutes ago. And uh, I want y'all to like listen to what I'm saying and chime in because I'm saying like how a nigga uh, do, how I say a nigga kill his woman behind, or I mean, uh, not kill his kill woman, behind kill a nigga woman. behind a woman. Right. We'll look at that shit like the most weakest thing ever. Right. That's a weakness. But that shit happen all the time. That shit happen all the time. And it's all like the time. that vulnerability, just talking about it. That vulnerability. Yeah. You know, a nigga scared to be vulnerable. Like, he you a phony, you a funny nigga in the hood. You scared to be funny because like, oh, this funny, goofy ass nigga, you a goofy. Mm-hmm. So right. even if you know how to fight, if that ain't even your natural instinct, you got to fight a nigga. Even if you whoop his ass, I don't even want to fight. Like, why I got to fight because I'm funny? Why I got to fight because I'm charismatic? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to not be vulnerable and be my per, uh, person and reach my full potential? Because the lack thereof. Right. Because your own insecurities. You stepping on the toes of the tough Because you not language. funny. Why I gotta beat your ass because you're off on the <laughs> But it's real shit. This shit on point. It's real shit. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, this this, this, this shit a nigga going through every day. Mm. Mm. The sad part about all this shit is that being in these institutions, whether you grow up in the projects, whether you th- grow up in environments where it's gun violence, drug selling, whatever, how it gets normalized, and then we're not even conscious of how we react in certain situations based off of what we went through and how we think it's normal. Yeah. That's the sad part. Like me being yeah. going in and out of prison once I finally seen a therapist. Yeah. And I was like, I thought it was okay to come out of prison and go and get the bag this way. I have to do it this way. If I don't do it this way, ain't no other way. I'm not going to school. I'm not getting a nine to five. Nah, I'm doing it this way. But then talking to a therapist, I'm like, oh shit, I ain't, I ain't even got to do all of that. And this as a grown ass man. This ain't yeah. as a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. So how how growing up in these environments make you normalize the shit, and you keep doing it. That shit is sad. Not, so not only that, it's very important. I think um in my sessions I learned that I was gravitating towards negativity. I kept thinking about the negative, even when good shit was happening. Right. My brain was still on find what's wrong. Find what's gonna happen that's wrong. You know what I mean? Subconscious mind only automatically go to that. Is it because you want to please other people? Is why you trying to find a negative and you just so confident in yourself? And I can tell off you always had confidence as a man. Right. Why you so focused off the negative and you know it's so much positive? Why you thinking about this negative? Is it because you like? I'm gonna tell you you what. Lean towards the negative. Is it because it's so much negative in your environment? Reflex. Well, you don't got no choice but to think about this shit. Reflex. What is? You think you think of it like. No, yeah, in a way, whatever trauma you've been through, it stays present. It's, it becomes a filter. So, like, I've been through this. I've been through a, a, a shooting shooting outside the club. 
So now every time I walk out the club, I'm, I'm like thinking about a nigga trying to shoot. Exactly. So it just becomes like the, the more situations that you win that's like that, you just start to look for that all the time. It, and you know what I mean? That's like yeah. paranoia. Yeah. It, 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 it is. It becomes, trauma is a form. It, it does trauma, cause it's, it's how you respond. It's how you it's it's how you respond to the negative, to whatever happened negative. That's right. that's the trump. I'm I have a I have a fucked up foot, right? I thought it was fine. You see me come in here limping. I thought it was fine. I went to my physical therapist. He pressed down on the spot. And I, I, I like, cried. Damn near. The shit hurt like a bitch. It hurt like it did when it first happened. It's okay to cry. He, what he said to me was, <laughs> this nigga here. In the middle of a serious moment, this is what you do. We're in a safe place. I'm just letting you know. You wonder why niggas don't open up. Everybody it's take place. a good look. They start crying. And anybody start laughing, you got to get out. It's fine. It's bad. <laughs> my 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 physical therapist said something that fucked me up though. He said, You have no idea how much pain you're in. That fucked me up completely. Yeah. He said, You you forgot. Mentally, you there. You forgotten. Your body has it. Your body is still reliving that pain every time it hits that spot. Your body yeah. and that's how the brain works. Just because you're no longer in that space, the trauma means that you haven't let it go. Yeah. Whatever part of you. And nine yeah. times out of ten, it's up here. So you walk out the door, you haven't been in a shootout or that kind of environment in years. Right. Nothing around you says that you're going to be mm -hmm. in that kind of environment. Your brain is still reacting. Your body is and, still reacting to mad, that environment. And it's the most, pow most popular saying ever. Your mind is your most powerful tool. Yep. So if my mind is already on that, it's so easy for my body to go there. It never, right. never like really lets go. Right, fact. You'll start. So if sweating. the pain is there, if I know the pain, I could take ten more jaw shots. If the pain that mentally, and I'm thinking that, I could ten more shootouts because my body gonna take me wherever my mind is. Right, mm -hmm. and that's gonna be the initiation right there. It's gonna be something that's playing out in your mind that's not in reality. Yeah, but you're gonna react. You're gonna be there. That's why I just said on the first part of the interview, five seconds is gonna cost your ass five hundred years. Right. Because your mind gonna take you a place that you don't even know you there. Like I just said, I just told you for years I lived in depression and anxiety. I didn't been in rooms and met people, but I wasn't even in the fucking room. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you thought that was natural. Wow. I thought it was natural. You thought you were just. I thought I was just. Because what you grow, what you grow up I'm around, it's what you grow up around. So as an exercise, knowing this shit, let's spend the next five minutes. Talking about good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk go. about some good shit. Why not? Let me get a drink. Yeah, man, let me get a drink. Hold on, let's spend the next five minutes. He got it. He got, he got, he got, he got so it. So look, Pete, right? I'm mad because he got it. You got, got it? it? No, I'm getting one right. for me. <laughs> I thought you had something right there. All right. Oh, uh, who shit is that? That's everybody. Everybody. I can put it behind you. Everybody. That's the ball over there. All right, so 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 who want to start? Talk about something good. You start. Yeah. We talk, talk, start. Talk, you talk start. about the non-profit, bro. Talk start. about the non-profit. When should I start? Right now. Yeah, right yeah. now. Right. It could be it anything. Like it present. could be anything. So I'm going to start off by first saying, like, bro, like I was just saying outside, I pulled up right here, Dolo, like, off of me and Jason having a conversation. This is my girl, uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm pulling up. I don't care about my managers, day to day, none of this shit. I pulled up because I wanted to be here. You feel oh, what I'm nice. saying? Appreciate it. And you, I'm bro. comfortable here. You feel me? Because I wanted to 
be comfortable here. I right. wanted to be in a comfortable environment. Right. So I'm saying that like, and that tie right into swerving through stress. What my initiative is, I'm just trying to help people be comfortable within mm-hmm. themselves. It started with kids. I started this shit. I was going doing therapy for 150 kids. I provided three free therapy for like. 24, 48 hours for 150 kids. When I launched the shit, like 10,000 kids signed up for this shit. Mm. Uh, Immediately. Mm. Mm. Just on some, you know what I'm saying? I had to get this shit together. It took me three, four years for me to actually make it official. Now my shit is official. 5013C, my shit is an official non-profit organization. You know what I'm saying? Swerving through stress. My shit is all the way up. That's why he should have went last. I don't know who gonna follow that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> else? One of you niggas follow. Niggas touch ten thousand people and nah, they shit. Quick, so bro, that's how I like. I had to take it then. It's like I just it tied it into what my lifestyle was mm-hmm. because I had to take it serious. And it's not like I'm I'm G Herbo. I ain't gonna be there all the time, but I'm still gonna be there all the time. So it's like it's not no event where it's some angry shit. I pop up, hey, say hi. I got people really in charge doing this shit for my homie. Like I said, Dion Wilson, Dion Chicago Dream, McKinley Nelson, my brother, Project Swiss, Teresa Asford, who was my publicist who was in charge of this whole shit, who runs through through stress for me. Mm-hmm. Every day, these people getting up on top of this shit. And this is something that I'm passionate about because I put the people in charge of it. Uh, mm-hmm. They own shit. They own their own shit. And they, we work hand in hand together because I come from a, a, a youth center, CYC, Rebecca Crown Youth Center, 76 and Phillips. I was probably 10, 11 years old when I started going to this shit. And my auntie was a youth advisor. She worked there. And I was so advanced, I didn't even want to be around the kids my age. The 10-year-olds, I wanted to be in the the bigger program. I had to lie by my agency. I was 13 years old. And I fit right in. I blended in. I was a sponge my whole life. I was already, like, overly advanced because I've been around my older cousins and big brothers and shit like that. You see what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So it's like, when I started going to this youth center, it made me feel at home. And I adapted to people who I got so comfortable with and, and I'm not, and it's a comfortability level, but these the worst kids in the neighborhood too. Mm, yeah. The worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. These niggas is real live, beat your ass, savages, killers. You don't know what the fuck they up against when they go home. Right. But under here, we all smile and play basketball, laugh, eating food. Mm-hmm. You don't know, these niggas is treacherous. These the same niggas I got tattooed on me right now. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This how we grew up, and it was a family orient. You know what I'm saying? But when, when that shit got taken away from us, niggas started dying, going to jail, all this shit. Everybody, all us knew how to hoop, bro. I probably, once you push it the same way, I, I know how to rap, and I'm people's favorite rapper. I could have put the same shit into anything because I was mm-hmm. there, and the same other people, the same niggas around me could have put this. I know niggas who really like in our hood. We feel like niggas was better than anybody we ever seen. We got real live Jordans in our hood. Niggas shooting with their left hand, right hand, all type of shit. Right. That never made it. You would never see them. Because the environment swallowed them up. Chewing yeah. their ass right Rest, up. Rest in peace, Hector. Hector, Hector was the illest nigga in my hood. These real live niggas who that, that I've been knowing Crazy. my whole life. And see, you know what I'm saying? And, and they go back into the use. And when that shit got taken away, it was over with. So mm. it's like, that's why we got our facility. I own a school in Chicago on 49th of Indiana. Me and my partners own a school, a real facility. That we got serving through stress running through and all types of other shit running through. 
and we own this property. It's a 10,000 square foot facility, a 60,000 square foot facility that my homie Guillaume Farm, my partner, we partner into it. He gonna do some way bigger shit out of the atmosphere. He the uh, president of the Chicago Police Board. I'm mm. partnering with this man. That's big right there, bro. That's big, dope. And like, with my facility, we just trying to figure it out. I don't got it figured out, and I ain't perfect. I done sat down with the mayor, Lori Lightfoot. She done woke me in her chamber in the office. I done sat down with her hand to hand talking like this. And she done told me out her mouth, like, you got me ready to drop tears because I'm talking to her. Because mm. I'm trying to figure it out. She trying to figure it out. We trying to, trying to figure, figure it, it out. out. Right. <clears throat> it's a shame that that's not the answer when we, we was talking about it outside. There's a lot of times when anytime black people start talking about police or Black Lives Matter, somebody always comes up and says, well, how come you don't say nothing about Chicago? Uh, positive, positive, positive shit. Oh, positive, positive, okay. positive shit, Mecca. We're not doing that. There's a lot of great shit doing that. My bad, my bad. doing that way. Okay, so somebody want to talk, bro? Hey, Pause. Don't ever say that yo, again. Yo, that yo, was crazy. Yo, Wow! Swing! That was wow! <laughs> that was a super duper! Rewind! Swing! That was crazy! That was crazy! That was crazy! Y'all niggas are the worst. It was crazy. Anybody else got some good news? Uh, I think it's important to remember moments, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you talking about, you know, you meeting with the mayor stuff. I met with the mayor. I did a walk with him. Thanks to Chastity. Shout out to Chastity. Shout out to Chastity. Chastity. Um, didn't send me the invite. She didn't send me the invite. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we staying positive though. We staying positive. We staying positive, bro. Staying positive. So what's crazy is that like, I, I was invited there it was a walk from Barclays Center to the African uh, Memorial Museum in Lower Manhattan, where a lot of our ancestors are buried at. So when I got there, I kind of felt out of place. And I'm like, I'm a fucking ex-criminal standing around, you know, people in political spaces Recidivist. or whatever. Recidivist. A recidivist. Uh, Ex-recidivist. <laughs> ex no more. Right. But they put the Grand Marshal shit on me, right? So the Grand Marshal thing, and I'm like, What's this for? He was like, nah, you're going to walk in front with the mayor. And I'm like, me? Yeah. He's like, yeah, you chant for my expert opinion. Yeah, I'm like, what the Let's fuck? Let's get it. Like, yeah, you chant for my expert opinion. Yo, you should have seen my man, fine. though. I look like I belong in. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this I have my proudest suit on. I'm like, this. Look, look, look. I'm standing on this. He's standing in the feeling out of place, like you don't belong there, and it's a place you're supposed to be. Even though So he walking with the mayor, right? That's crazy. I'm looking on the ground. I said, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> chat with the fucking mayor. Oh shit. With the nice suit on I'm like, wait, who's recording this? This nigga walking like this. Like. <laughs> 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 I'm like, this nigga made sure nigga saw look. I'm with the mayor, man. Man, right, 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 nigga. The bigger company. Y'all niggas come home, don't worry, I got you. What? <laughs> 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 I'm everybody. Everybody get home. <laughs> Everybody coming on from Rikers Island. Nah, but the, the main thing was that it was, it was a very positive moment. 
I felt great because it was something that was giving back to the community. 500 men mm-hmm. marching in, in unison and all, all of us are getting to know each other because we don't usually do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to keep it real. Like, me going into a space where I really don't know nobody, I'm not really open to talking. Right. You know what I mean? I feel awkward or whatever, but that's something that we felt was normal coming mm-hmm. from where we yeah. come from. But when I got into that environment, they're like, yo, what's up, champ? And da, 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 da. People recognize me. It felt different, shit. right? It felt great. Right. It felt mm-hmm. amazing. You know what I mean? And now, like, I can hit the May and be like, yo, May Eric Adams, what's up? How you doing today? You know what I mean? So that was like, coming to the show. great. Oh, he's coming to the, the show. show. Yeah. It is. He loves the show. It and is. I said it, May yeah. Adams, you'll be here soon. But um, that that was my my positive moment. Yo, good for you, Chance. Good for you, Chance. Love that. Good for you, bro. Real shit. Anybody else? I was at the BET Awards, fresh out of Best Stop. That's it. I'm lit, nigga. Word, a lot of dope calls. I'm like, yeah, man, got me lit out here, nigga. I'll be be honest with you. If BT was to try to give up all them chickens, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I was like, nah. me, I presented the award, and he's still stiff. Still, they were still, nigga. It's, uh, we suck with y'all, but oh, loosen right. up a little bit. Shout out to Kim, shout out to Sam, shout out to Rhonda. Peter. Shout out to Peter. Peter, definitely shout out to Peter. It was, I ain't gonna lie, hands down, this is the best BT awards in Years. Fact. Fact. I, agree. Fact. I hear Fact. all that. I don't get it. Felt, it felt great. Right. Right. Yeah. That felt good. Yeah. And he was watching. That felt good. good. Right. And, there was, and, and, and sure. there was a fight outside afterwards. So, you and know, we ain't even know. We ain't even know. All positive. All positive. No, no, no. We trying to do something. Somebody was protecting somebody else. So it's for a good reason. That's good. Okay, okay. Okay, all right, sure. We'll accept that. We'll accept that. It was really important for me. That shit felt good. I wanted the team to be there. Yeah, we was all and um, you know, they they, they didn't want to cover. What you mean? They nah, I love y'all niggas. I love y'all niggas, but they didn't want to cover everything. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I said, nah, 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 the whole team got to yeah, be there. Yeah, you got Let's go. Let's go. And I ain't gonna lie, it's like no funny shit. Like even with a, whatever, whatever, it, it, it felt good though. Like it felt like everybody was there, so it even felt like they didn't they couldn't cover uh, extras. Cause everybody was there. Yeah, right. Everybody enjoyed themselves. Yeah, that shit yeah. felt good. We had some good seats. Oh, great Yo, we had great seats. I'm like, oh, that's what? Oh, that's oh shit. That's the people behind this yeah, one. That's that's what what I'm yeah. That shit felt good. <laughs> yeah, Word, bro. Beautiful look. You know what? Okay. Buster getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, shout out to Buster, man. Shout out to Buster, man. Word. Me and him. Me and him had a conversation afterwards. And uh, yeah, things that I remember first interviewing him, like starting from where it was to where it is now. For the and source, his, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, my, one of my cover stories. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal, because I grew up, you know, really like, that's Busta Rhymes. And now all of a sudden I'm in his phone and he's calling me to help him put albums together. So he, now- He the reason you got dressed, right? No. <laughs> now we jump ahead and he's he's receiving this award and now I'm in a position to really help other artists in ways that I couldn't do it before. Like not even right. at the source. Right. Off the strength of him and what he's allowing me to do. It can be a whole this next run can be a whole different thing for a lot of artists and, and put them in positions where the industry would have choked them out. 
Right. You know what I mean? They'd never see the yeah. light of day. And yeah. now maybe there's a chance that we could do something. So that's one of my that's one of my positive moments. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, man. Yeah, look, you the chat yeah. on that. I ain't gonna lie, shout out the bus again, the energy. Like I'm saying, like that shit was the energy around it, that shit just was to yeah. be a part of that. And look, this a flex. I ain't bapping right now. When I seen him, when I first seen him in the shit, he ain't say nothing about it. He said, hey yeah, kiss them kids with Uncle Bus. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that <laughs> yeah. make me feel good. He yeah. say, what's up, what's going on? And nigga said, kiss your kids for me. I mean, he watched what I got, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That shit felt good. Yeah. Be surprised. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. Now, that speech yeah. he gave at the end where he was talking about like, yo, we need to And I felt that. Love. You felt yeah. Yeah. That nigga told me that before. He, he get me, I love everybody. This nigga told me he won't. But I, and I knew he was getting a, a achievement where I talked to Nora, all this shit, but I'm just saying this like, I seen him, this nigga grabbed and gave me a hug and said, kiss them kids for Uncle Bus. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of shit I love to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Buster Rams telling me this shit. You feel That's what I'm saying? Different. That shit different, different. bro. Yeah. It yeah. felt like family. You know what I'm saying? Moments, memories. Yeah, moments. What, moments what I yeah. really appreciated is that, and I hope that this becomes a theme, you had every generation of hip hop on that stage. That That's was a fire. Fact. That's yeah. what made it so dope. And it didn't matter. Like, it wasn't, oh, these only these performing, everybody gonna sit down. Like, people was getting up for the young boys, people was getting up for, well, the, the young women. Yeah. There was mad was women mad performing women. at that <laughs> shit. It was crazy. Body is like a Body is just like a But everybody was getting love, no matter what era it was. Everybody got love. My nigga, Little Vicious killed it. Facts. You did. Shout out to Little Vicious. Shout out to Doug. You see how he came out? Hell yeah. Scarlett changed the whole vibe. She was in. She was in LA talking New York. I was like, oh, this chick is crazy. We definitely got to get her in the shot. Nah, Master P running up on stage. Yeah. Like he was still 19 years old. Bro, running all over. I loved it. I loved it. Word. I looked out. I got him on my seat. I was like, yo, we just interviewed him yesterday. He was chilling. He was talking about the cereal. My man was all he on the night that put the full camera <laughs> over. Yeah. Yo, Moe's and all that. Hell yeah. Thanks. That Redman and right. Keith Murray definitely did that. Yeah, thing. Eric Sherman. Right. Yeah, Eric Sherman. <laughs> Eric Sherman, for sure. Yeah, yeah it was a good moment. I saw a kid in play at the end do the kick step. Yeah. That shit was, was bananas. You know how to do that shit? Fuck no. <laughs> you got a bad foot. You can't do that hey, shit. Hey, wait. You got, you got, got a bad foot. Yeah, that means that. He's like, Nah, do that shit. Like, nah, man. Just, Please. Damn, yo, me. That, don't lie. Look, yo, Anytime yo. somebody busts that yo. shit out at the party, you just be like, oh, oh, he's doing the kid's play, oh. Yo, that nigga like, that's to this day, man. That's to this Nah, damn, Better salute them dudes. <laughs> Facts. Nah, right, shout out to the kid. I got a moment. question for you. What, outside of um, music and the nonprofit um, sector of things that you're doing, what else you got going on, like business wise? Business wise, um, I, I, I just closed a, a, a contract with Throwbacks, Throwbacks Cigars. I'm like the literally the face, the brand, the, the literal face for Throwbacks Cigars. Mm-hmm. And um, it's residual income. It's a partnership. It's you know, and I got another uh, partnership with a, with another company um, under the umbrella of Throwbacks Cigars. Just, uh, 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 you smoke cigars? 
Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love cigars. I love cigars. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> go back. She go back. She go back. That's a suck. That's a suck. Well, on behalf of oh, you got another. You got a project coming up. Yeah, yeah. Big Swerve. I'm about to drop my album, Big Swerve. Me and Southside. It's executive produced by Southside. Um, and it's like it's feel good music. It's nice. Like, it's the shit that I'm glad we announced it at this part. We just talking about positive shit. Like, That's dope. Yeah, it's one That's of the dope. projects where I just only positive vibes. All man. good vibes. Word. And that's what I'm looking forward to this project. What what you doing with this guy over here? You thought oh, I was going to put you on the spot? Hey, come on, come on, you know what it is, man. We got a rap music in the building, man. Fucking legend, man. Motherfucking legend, man. Yeah. Yeah, I see the ground. I ain't gonna lie, man, bro. We got some shit coming as of right now. Now, but put it out there. It's in the works. It's a go. It's in the works. Listen, listen. Let me tell y'all something. What? When was it? Twenty what? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. at this spot. JB bring him through to the spot over there. I'm like, nah, he ain't bringing any rap through, man. He brought him through. A-Rab is mad low-key, he chilling, listening to music, seeing what's going on. But you know what I mean? We did a little quick interview and all that. Then he was like, I was like, yo, come on, bro. You ain't gonna pull out the NPC, no freaky. I, you ain't gonna <laughs> know. You NPC, he'll come up with an acronym for it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, all right, champ, fuck it. He pulled, pulled out the NPC and he went to work, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm seeing this in real time. Listen, I had to judge a beat battle. <laughs> you had to judge a beat guy. battle? And I was just, I just kept looking at the other nigga and feeling bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> like, this nigga's gonna hate my guts after this shit because he's getting smoked and it's bad. I'm gonna let him know. Nigga, you got smoked. Nigga, man, the trash is hard. He was all trying. Him. You can tell, you can tell his people pull up the money because when you see the niggas that, that threw the event in the background and they like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, damn, I hope these niggas going to pay me after this. This <laughs> shit crazy. But yeah, man. Hey, Rav, you salute, bro. Salute. Sure. Definitely got to get you up here to talk some shit. Yeah, when yeah, I first met, when I first yeah. met A-Rav, Right? Yeah. I met Abrad. We was with K Slay. Remember that night? Rest in peace, K Slay. Rest in peace, K Slay. You went crazy on the radio. You made a beat right there on the spot on the radio, K Slay. So when I first met him, I was like, this nigga's an animal. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Well, Anybody ever told you you look like pain in the ass, bro? <laughs> oh, nah, you, yeah, he do. Bro. Yo, Dylan, bro. You talking about young, young pain in the ass? Pain in the ass, yeah. Young pain in the ass. Young in the ass now look crazy. Nah, young pain in the ass. Whoa, 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 we got put, come on. Come on, come on. That's why I can't say everything I can say, because I'm going to get fucking Niggas probably watch the show. Send me back up north, bro. Send me back up top, Shout out to A-Rab, though. Legendary. Legendary in the culture. On behalf of the Mio crew, came through, you blessed us with a lot of jewels. And it was real important for me because I got my son in the building. Zay, stand up, stand up. Get up, man. Get up. Come on, man. That's right. That ain't Kai. What's wrong with you? 
Yo, you need Zay. yo. Zay. Check him out for this. Check him. Make sure That's you it. check him out to this. <laughs> and he's he's a huge fan. Huge. Like I I flew him in. You know what I'm saying? And the jewels that you drop, I know it's gonna last for a long time. So I appreciate you. Sure, love. Word, bro. Salute. See her, bro. Yeah. yeah.